Bosnia. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Hello there, everybody, and welcome to episode 24 of the Play to Win podcast. My name is Tyler. I am your host this week, and I'm joined as always by my amazing, fantastic, fantabulous, awesome co-host, Karen. My man, Karen, what's going on with you? Nothing much, you know, just been chilling. had a somewhat busy week, but had had plenty of time to, you know, relax as well. Nice, nice. That That's good. That's what we like to hear. Yeah. That's what we love to hear. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a... It actually hasn't been that busy of a week for me. Like work-wise, I had a fair amount of things to do, but also like things kind of lightened up a bit during the week. So it was good. It was a it was a good week overall. I saw Shang-Chi on Thursday. Nice. That movie was amazing. It was great. So freaking good. Um, yeah, all the reviews, as Judge, you probably might have read about it. They are legitimate. This movie is really great. It's amazing, fantastic. Easily, I think. I mean, I could just be coming off the hype of it, but I would say it's like a top 10 MCU film for me nice. personally. Um, it's really, really good. Such a great movie. Um, but yeah, and then, you know, we also got the Matrix trailer, which I forgot to, I want to mention that to you before we started the podcast, <laughs> but did you see that? I have seen the Matrix trailer. I'm very much looking forward to it. It was dope. Yeah, I, I only got to watch it twice um, the day it came out that morning because uh, I was at work, obviously. So I watched it as yeah. soon as it went live. And I meant to watch it on my TV that same night, but I time slipped my mind and everything, so I didn't get to. Uh, but after we're done with this, I'm watching it on my TV. That movie, I'm very excited <laughs> for it. Very excited for it. It has a different aesthetic. And like, I kind yeah, of like, I noticed that. I wasn't really, I wasn't prepared for that different aesthetic and everything like that. Yeah. But I'm still very much into it and looking forward to like what we, what was going on with this new story that we got here. Yeah. Um, so that happened. The PlayStation Showcase was the same day, the same day. <laughs> Um, it's just been a week. Of course, we will be talking about the PlayStation Showcase later on in the show um, because this is the Play to Win podcast, a weekly podcast where we talk about the week's biggest gaming news through in-depth discussion. Um, you can follow us over on Twitter and Instagram at Play to Win Game, where you, you know we post updates about the shows, we post other little things that might be going on in the industry, so on and so forth, stuff like that. Uh, you can also subscribe to us on podcast platforms. Um, let me see if my gain is up or down, because I think I might have adjusted it weirdly accidentally before we started, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I'm fine. Um, yeah, subscribe to us on podcast services around the globe. Um, you know, leave us a comment, like, review, uh, stars, whatever the system may be. Share the show with anybody and everybody. It's all greatly appreciated. And also subscribe to us over on YouTube as well. Leave comments and likes. Uh, turn on the notification bell so you know as soon as a video goes live. And you can be one of the first people in the world to watch it. Um, as Karen said in one of his two Friday videos that he posted. He posted two video reactions, one to the uh, trailer for Marvel Spider-Man 2 and the other to the gameplay story reveal and everything like that for God of War Ragnarok, um, which if you have not watched both of those, go watch them. They're cool videos. He has a really like hype reaction to both of them. He has mm -hmm. a super hype reaction to the Spider-Man one in particular. Mm -hmm. not going to say why. We'll get to that later on. Um but uh, as he did say, and I forgot which of the videos, we might have said it in both of them. Uh, thank you, of course, to everybody who has subscribed recently over here on YouTube. Uh, every single sub is greatly appreciated. We, you know, we're happy that you enjoy what you see and like what you saw and everything like that. 
And we hope you stick around and continue to watch our videos, support our content, and like all future things that we put on out. So again, thank you very much. That's me saying it. Karen already said it, but I want to yep. say it as well because I didn't get to say it before. Um, Karen, you got anything to say about your two videos that you posted or anything in general before we get on into this episode? Because it's going to be a lengthy one. <laughs> Go watch them. They're good. <laughs> no, and, right. uh, and, and no, and also just the I. I enjoy both the trailers. If you want to see my reaction, I hadn't seen them before. I watched them and posted the videos. So I, I would highly recommend you go and watch my reaction, especially to the Spider-Man one. I think people will enjoy that. Yeah, that was that was a good one. I wasn't that was I think that was the first one I watched actually. Um, so when like you got to that part, I was just like you had your reaction, I was just like, Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. That's it. Um, so yes. Go check all that stuff out. Go check out our all our videos and content and stuff like that. And without further ado, we are just going to start diving right on into this episode. On episode 24 of the Play to Win podcast, we will be talking about, of course, as we already mentioned, this week's PlayStation Showcase. It finally happened. We'll be talking a lot about that. Um, a verdict has been made in the Apple versus Epic trial. So we'll talk about that pretty briefly. Uh, we will also talk about Twitch finally taking some major action against hate raids. They are suing people that have been involved in hate raids. And we also have a little fun little topic at the end to talk about, because uh, for those who may or may not know, as of tomorrow, tomorrow as a recording, yesterday uh, as of when this goes live, it will be one year since we have started podcasting. Not play to win podcast, but before this, as we said before, we were games and gaming. And September 12th makes the one year mark. We'll be talking all about that at the end of the show, though. So celebration times, it'll be fun times at the end. With all that being said, we're going to get into our brief mentions. We have a good amount to get through here, but we'll get through them as quickly as possible. Um, Karen, of course, as always, hands up if you got anything to say about any of these. All right. First up, Square Enix Presents TGS Stream has been announced to be on October 1st at 3 a.m. Pacific time, 6 a.m. Eastern time. I believe that comes out to 7 p.m. Japan time. Uh, There are a number of streams that will be happening from October 1st to October 3rd. The The full lineup of games at the event includes Guardians of the Galaxy, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin, Forspoken, Project Triangle Strategy, and much more. Um... The Far Cry 6 post-launch concept plan has also been announced. There's going to be crossover missions and stuff with Danny Trejo, Rambo, and Stranger Things, of all things. That was very weird. (laughs) Uh, There are going to be free missions called Insurgencies, Weekly Challenges, and more. And the Far Cry villain DLCs that have been revealed already, we now know they're going to be kind of roguelike in a sense. um, And they're going to support co-op. Honestly, I was taken aback by the fact that they're basically roguelike missions for these Far Cry Villain DLCs, but it's it's interesting to say the least. So that is a thing. Uh, Bayonetta 3 has been kind of MIA ever since it was announcement in 2017, but we got a bit of an update this week. According to a VGC interview, the game is doing just fine. Uh, Platinum Games does want to show the game, but according to series creator Hideki Kamiya, he says, quote, it's not our decision what to say and when to say it, end quote. According to them, it's basically up to Nintendo when that happens. So it's going to be waiting a bit more to find out more about that game, unfortunately. Um, Tripwire's CEO stepped down this week after voicing support for Texas's abortion law. Uh, the co-founder of the company and current VP, Alan Wilson, will take over as the interim CEO. 
for those who don't know what Texas's abortion law is, this new one, I don't know the specifics of it because I'm not in Texas, but what I have read and what I understand it to be is basically that they are putting a ban on abortions after uh, pre- after the pregnancy has been going on for six weeks. And after that, abortion is kind of banned, if I'm correct. And they're also making it so that, like, if someone knows you are going to get an abortion, they can, like, they can get you in major trouble if they know you're going to get an abortion after that point in time. And, like, if you're, if you are, like, in an Uber going or a Lyft or something to go get an abortion, the person driving the Uber or the Lyft can get in trouble for helping you, for, like, taking you to the place. It's it's really it's really messed up and really like overstepping made many many boundaries. That's like so yeah. This the Texas abortion law it's going like way past pro life pro abortion. It's going to like a whole other level of basically controlling yeah. what a person can do and just like going after people. It's it's really bad and it happened over the Labor Day weekend. So it was just like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, yeah. Monday. It happened really really quickly, but it's good that it was handled to take it care of immediately, very quickly yeah. and all like that. So that's very good. Um, the next Halo Infinite multiplayer test date has been announced. It will be on September 24th, and all Halo Insider profiles that are fully registered as of September 13th are eligible for the test. Uh, a new Twisted Metal is rumored to be in development, according to Games Beach Jeff Grubb, but it's apparently a ways out. VGC has also heard similar things. Um, also, I forgot to mention, Karen, maybe you will get into this next Halo test. Maybe. Fingers yeah, crossed. I am, uh, I am fully registered for the Halo Insider program, so I would assume so. Hopefully you can get in. I mean, yeah. you're eligible. Not a guarantee you'll get in, but hopefully yeah. you can. That'd be awesome. Um, a group of Ubisoft employees called A Better Ubisoft responds to the company appointing new CCO Igor Manso with hope that he will help steer the company in the right direction and listen to the demands that the group has made to improve the company. But they still are not confident in the company's editorial team due to lack of diversity in the VPs, causing the editorial team to be composed entirely of white males from the same background. It's like a one step forward, one step backwards time yep. kind of thing right now with Ubisoft, but it's, you know, they're, they're trying to make progress, it seems. Um Another company, let's see, Call of Duty Vanguard. It had its multiplayer reveal earlier this week. We saw we saw some of the maps. We got a got a, like bit of insight on some of the modes, um, weapons, so on and so forth. Uh, it was a multiplayer reveal for the game, you know. So it's kind of a standard Call of Duty multiplayer reveal that happened. Um, so important to note, Call of Duty Vanguard, developed by Skeletchhammer Games, they're very passionate about their game, which is awesome and fantastic. But the company that publishes Call of Duty Activision has been in some heat because of a lawsuit brought against it by the state of California due to uh, sexual harassment, mis- uh, mistreatment of female employees, sexual, discrimi- uh, sexual discrimination, sexual harassment, all kinds of horrible, disgusting, terrible things have been yep. happening over that Activision Blizzard. Um, so it's important to keep that in mind when talking about Call of Duty mm-hmm. or any other Activision games. Moving on, though, Xbox One controllers will be getting new features. Uh, they will be getting better cross-device connectivity, reduced latency through DLI, dynamic latency input. And this is coming to Xbox One controllers with Bluetooth support, Xbox Elite Series 2 controllers, and the adaptive controller. Interesting. I did not know that not all Xbox One controllers have Bluetooth support. I thought they all did. So that distinction right there is kind of noteworthy to me. Uh, Let's see. A survey has come out alleging that there is a, quote, culture of silence 
at Paradox Interactive in regards to gender discrimination and bullying. I briefly read the article about this. I did not read too much about it, which is why I don't have anything more here about this to say. Um, but again, things like this just should not be happening at all, nope. period. But on the other side of you know bad workplace conditions, we have good workplace conditions with Bugsnacks developer Young Horses. They have announced that they will permanently be having a four-day work week. That's it's great. Of That's course, cool. they as they also note, they are a much smaller team, so they can afford yeah. to like do this pretty quickly. Like they did a test run in June or July. They were like, oh, it works. So they're doing making the change now. Yeah. Um, and they note that like, yeah, like bigger studios can't just quickly make this change mm-hmm. on that easily and stuff. Like a whole lot of yeah. things have to be shifted around. But they think that it's a thing that all studios can do. Um Karen. Just interesting. Interesting point. Uh, I don't know if it's a whole of UK or just Scotland, but I know that definitely Scotland is toying with the idea of just having a four-day work week across everything just now. That would be lovely. That would be so lovely, yeah. man. It's, it's not on topic. I just figured it an interesting point, I guess. <laughs> no, it is. It is a very interesting point. I would love to have that here. Shoot, four-day work week? Give it to me, please. Uh, Marvel's Avengers has, got, has received a new roadmap. Uh, it shows like a bunch of different things on it and everything, but the things of note are that the first raid is coming later this year. The raid boss is going to be Ulysses Claw from the recent Black Panther expansion. Uh, Spider-Man is for certain coming later this year, unless he gets delayed. And new enemy types, reworked systems, and an increased power cap all coming at some point later this year. Cool things for Marvel's Avengers fans to get excited about. Bioware is considering using Unreal Engine again. For no Unreal Engine instead of Frostbite for the Mass Effect for the next one. I think they use Unreal for the first three games and then Frostbite yeah. for Andromeda. So yeah, considering going back to Unreal Engine for the next Mass Effect, which would be nice considering that Frostbite has given Bioware issues, you know, yeah. with Anthem, and I'm pretty I believe they also had issues with Frostbite for Andromeda as well. So going back to an easier to use engine would be very good. Uh, and the final brief mention that we have here is that PlayStation has acquired Fire Sprite Games, making it their 15th um, first-party studio. Fire Sprite previously worked with PlayStation on the Playroom, the Playroom VR, the Persistence, the Persistence VR, and Run Sackboy Run. Uh, they, there's a whole like little blog post about it on the PlayStation blog where you can go read about it. It's cool. And I believe uh, some of the people at Fire Sprite Games came from Sony's Liverpool studio prior, before that studio got closed. That studio worked on Wipeout. So people are kind of hoping and wondering, huh, are we going to get the return of Wipeout with Fire Sprite games now? That'd be really cool. Um, so, something to think about. And that is going to be our final brief mention, which segues beautifully into our first news story of the day. That being the big PlayStation showcase that we have been waiting for ever since last September. It's been mm-hmm. almost really a full year since we had a major PlayStation showcase. We didn't get one earlier in the summer. It is still technically summer, so they have are having a summer showcase technically. Yeah. Um, but it, it's finally here. Karen, you said you did not watch the full showcase. No. But you have seen honestly, you've seen many of the noteworthy trailers from the yeah. showcase, to be honest, based off what you told me. Um, so before we get into this, what were you hoping for from this, if anything? What were you expecting from this, if anything? And would you say that you walked out of this satisfied, excited, 
um, pleased, surprised, what have you. Without getting too in depth, we'll get like our full yeah. final thoughts at the end. Um, from what I have seen in the showcase, I very much enjoyed. There's a lot of stuff here that I'm very excited for. Um, pretty much everything I thought or everything I wanted is here. So mm-hmm. that's a plus. But I mean, of course, there are a couple, there's one there's one thing in particular that I was actually very disappointed with, and I'll I'll I'm, we'll talk about that. You might already know what it I'm, is. I'm I'm pretty positive I know exactly what yeah. it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, ev- everything that I I wanted was here. I enjoyed it overall, but I'll I'll save some more thoughts for the end. Yeah, going into this, I mean, if you if you watched my PlayStation prediction um showcase predictions episode uh, video not episode video that I did. You know that I predicted we would see God of War gameplay. I was like, it's almost certain we're going to see that here, like yeah. guaranteed. Grant Turismo, I was like, we'll probably be here. Real, you know, trailer is what it is. Keep it pushing. Yeah. Um, I thought maybe we'd see Horizon, but it wasn't like a guarantee. I was like, I could see it being here, but maybe not. Um, Forspoken, I was like, Forspoken or Final Fantasy 16 will probably be here. Um, Dark Horse is Seven Remake Part Two. But even in Final Fantasy 16, I was like, probably not, because they already said that that game is probably not going to be a TGS. And if it's not going to be a TGS, it won't be here. Yeah. Um, so I was like, if any of those three, Forspoken would be the one. I was right. Thank yep. you very much. <laughs> um, I was hoping, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I was hoping that we would see um, or finally get an announcement of like rumored Silent Hell game or whatever new rumored from software game is happening. Neither of those were here. Fine. Um, I was hoping for a tease for Spider-Man 2. Um, I figured we would get like a tiny little tease of sorts, just saying, yeah, it exists. And that's exactly what we got, along with a release window that I figured would happen. Yeah. Um, and there were some other surprises in here. We'll, we'll get to those. Um, yes. Uh, so I just, this just popped in my head. There was one thing that I wanted that wasn't here. That was a new infamous game. Ah, yeah, a lot of people were like wondering if there was going to be a new inference because there's been rumors about that. Yeah. Um, overall, though, I think the show was pretty good. I walked yeah. out of it pretty satisfied and excited. But you know what? We're going to get right into this recap right now. So the show started off with an announcement that I don't think anyone was expecting. And it kind of set the tone for, oh, we're doing this, huh? So show started off with, with a teaser. We get smoke as a smoky, dark... It's dark space. We hear a woman talking in the background. Actually, that's not even how it started. First, it started off, it said Aspire. It said PlayStation Studios. Then it said Aspire. Then it said Lucasville Games. It was like, wait, hold on, what now? <laughs> and then we got the smoky background. See, we hear a woman talking about the Sith. And it's like, oh, we're getting a, a PlayStation exclusive Star Wars game? What is this? And then you see, you know, someone ignite their red lightsaber. And it's like, okay, okay. And then the lightsaber shows their face. And I'm pretty sure the person is Darth Revan. Knights of the Old Republic remake. Coming as a console launch exclusive to PlayStation 5. It's being developed by Aspire in partnership with PlayStation and Lucasfilm Games. And we have confirmation that a number of former voice actors are coming back. Jennifer Hale is one of them. She will be reprising her role as as Bastila Shan. Hope I pronounced that right. Never played KOTOR. Um, but they also, the team at, at Aspire does have devs from like from the old Knights of the Old Republic on this game as yeah. well, as well as the devs from 
teams like uh, Blue Point that worked on Demon Souls and so on and so forth. They got a bunch of vets yeah. on this game. I was very surprised by this announcement. I think there were rumors about a Kotor remake already, but no one, I think, expected it to be a PlayStation console launch exclusive. We don't know how long the exclusivity lasts for. Um, we don't know like how intricately, or at least I don't think I saw how intricately tied PlayStation is to the development of this remake. But that is a major, major get mm-hmm. for PlayStation to have. Um, and I imagine this is the one that you were disappointed by um, because mm-hmm. it's not. Okay, interesting. I wonder what it is then. Um but yeah, you know, the Kotor of the past was an Xbox exclusive when it first came out. Yeah. And now it's coming back as a PlayStation exclusive for a period of time, one would imagine. Kieran, thoughts on this? Uh, haven't seen the trailer. I, there's there's the, nothing to see, honestly. What I, what I said is the trailer. Okay. Um, That's why I didn't make you watch this one beforehand. Yeah. Maybe some of the narration would give you, like, would have teased, oh, this is Kotor. But like, honestly, there's nothing... What I said is the trailer. Yeah. Um, I, I've never played Knights of the Old Republic. Well, Knights of the Old Republic. I've never like watched anyone play Knights of the Old Republic. I have, like, as someone, or as someone who would have played this game, like, when it first came out or over the last number of years, I have no interest in this game because I haven't. But I am very interested in picking it up now that it's being remade. Because, uh-huh. I mean, it's a Star Wars game. Of course I'm going to buy that. But I... Yes, I wish it was coming to Xbox. Okay, of course I do. But by the time this launches, I will most likely have a PS5 anyway. So uh-huh. it's not really that. Like, I, I aim to have a PS5 by the time Horizon comes out. So so by February 28th, I think, or yeah. February 18th, whatever it is. Hopefully. I, I don't know if that's going to happen, but fingers crossed. But Fingers crossed. I, um, I'm excited for this. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, like I say, haven't played the original, but love star wars and i i, I love bioware for uh, whatever that counts for nowadays but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I'm, I'm 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 excited yeah me as well again i never played the original but i will be playing this and yeah. it's one of those games where i hear like everyone talk about how great it is so i've always wanted to play it yeah exactly this is going to be the perfect way for me to play it out mm-hmm. it's like modern day updated ga- graphics gameplays mm-hmm. no i might maybe they'll tool the story some who knows but i'm looking forward to this for sure yeah so we started off on that super high note and then we got followed up uh with project eve which is an it's like a third person japanese or at least asian i don't i don't know if it's a japanese developer i believe this uh, the developer is uh maybe from china i believe i'm not quite sure do not quote me on that um but it's a third person kind of like character action game where you're you're this girl and who I believe is called Eve and you're on Earth and there are all these weird creatures, but Earth is like destroyed and stuff. It's like kind of a post-apocalypse, post-alien apocalypse kind of sort of thing. The game looks like it's really, it looks really action heavy, of course. Mm-hmm. It looks very stylish with the action. It looks like it's fun. And it kind of looks like it might take some cues from souls games in terms of like the the way the camera is when you're fighting certain enemies i guess and how brutal some of the enemies could be in terms of combat so it looks like it's like a blend of souls souls like action in a sense but with the faster pace of character action games like bayonetta or devil may cry and stuff like that um 
I like the look of it though. It looks cool. I definitely need to know more about it. Um, but I'm interested in this one. Yeah, I mean, you you basically just took the description down my mouth. That's exactly what I was always saying. I'm interested by it. I want to see more from it before I decide whether like I'm interested enough to try it out. But the it it definitely is or reminds of a Souls Souls game. But I, for me, I think it was more the boss design of like the, some yeah. of the bosses that we yeah. saw. Yeah, that too. Um, but I, I I can totally see where you're coming from with the camera as well. So I'm. Not 100% sold, but not 100% not sold either. Yeah, at first, I actually thought this game was Pragmata, the game that was first shown oh, yeah. or like teased during the PlayStation 5 reveal. I thought it was that. Yeah. And then it said uh, Project E. I was like, oh, so it's not Pragmata. Okay. <laughs> Wonder what. Weird, that was the one with the astronaut in Times Square and yeah. stuff. That's what I thought this was because, you know, yeah. the girl was fighting inside and then she's thrown in the space. I'm like, oh, it's a Pragmata. Cool. It's not that. Yeah. But this still seems interesting, so it's one to keep an eye on for sure. Um, so we got Project Eve. And then following that, we got a look at gameplay. Actually, our first look at gameplay for Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Um, I don't know if we had a release date for this already, but March 25th, 2022 is the release date for this game now. That's very cool. And I'm not even going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I don't mean this in the ba- in a bad way. It looked like more Borderlands. Like it looks like border. It looks like more Borderlands, but just with like a bit of magic. And I don't know why. Maybe I was expecting something a bit more different. Of course, I imagine when you actually play the game, that's when like differences will probably yeah. you'll feel it more and actually see it more. But I I looked. I was like, okay, it's more Borderlands. It didn't like wow me or excite me the way I was. Yeah. hoping or expecting it would um and again i don't mean that in a bad way like the game looks like it'll be good it's like it'll be fun it just didn't i wasn't like awesome yeah yeah this is gonna be great it's gonna be fantastic the comedy is funny and i do like the little overworld that they kind of show there like some <laughs> yeah. of the abilities do look cool and stuff uh you're the borderlands guy over here borderlands 2 famously one of your favorite games if not your favorite game for a very very long time you put hundreds of hours into it <laughs> wonderlands now you saw gameplay of it what are you thinking I, I don't know if you could could tell from the beaming smile that's been across my face ever since we started talking about it, but hundred uh, percent getting this game day one. Like, I mean, I, I was always I was always going to because it's it's yeah, it's a Borderlands game, but it's not a Borderlands game. Like, it's in the same universe. It looks now that we've seen it, like to me, it's it's a Borderlands game. I like I, I don't yeah. care what, what name you put on it or what thing you're trying to twist. Like, it look at it. It's Borderlands with the fantasy yeah, exactly. setting now. Fantasy like, setting, fantasy powers. Yeah, like it's it's basically Borderlands mixed with D&D, which are two of my favorite things. So, mm-hmm. I mean, of, of course I'm getting this game. Love, love, love that they use Baby Metal in the trailer. I am... Yeah, I didn't know that song, but I was like, this song works so well for what we're doing here. And again, Wait. like, that's what I'm saying. The, the game in the trailer looks good. I just yeah. wasn't like, ah, I was just like, okay, it's more Borderlands. Wait, you you don't know the song "Give Me Chocolate" by Baby Metal? Maybe I've heard it and stuff like in other trailers, but you say the name, I'm not gonna know what that is. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it, the the song fits the trailer really well, which I which I think was just like the the icing on the cake for me because I love Baby Metal as well. So, but uh. like, I'm so excited for this game now. 
Like I, yeah, I, I, I was excited before doing me wrong because, like I say, it's a Borderlands game. But, but after that trailer, I was just like, yes, please give me. Yeah, yeah, it looks cool. Looks like it'll be a fun game. So I'm hoping it actually turns out to be pretty good yeah. too. Yeah, just taking Tiny Tina's um assault on Dragon Keep and blowing it up to a full game with new mechanics and stuff seems like a really great idea. So, I'm hoping it's fun. Yeah, that is a, that is what basically the entire reason I'm excited for it. it because mm-hmm. uh, Assault on Dragon's Keep is my favorite game DLC for any game ever. That was a good one. I haven't played it in a very long time though, so I don't remember too much about it. But I remember it being fun and like stuff just changing on the fly and everything because mm-hmm. Tina is just Tina. <laughs> so then after that, still staying in the fantasy realm, kind of sort of. With the isekai, as people would call it, the Japanese <laughs> word, that type of that genre game, Forspoken, became uh, it came. We got an actual story trailer, so we got a better idea of what the story is. It showed how the main character Frey ended up in Athea. Turns out she lives in New York, nearby the Holland Tunnel, which I know where that is. Um, <laughs> and then she she also has a cat. It's important she has a cat. Mm-hmm. Um, and she ends up getting sent through a portal to the place, the fantasy world, Athia. Uh, the person talking to her that we kind of hear, like the male voice kind of talking to her that we never see. It actually comes from the cuffs that she has on her wrist. And yeah, she's there. There's people in the world. There's this uh, main villain. I forgot the main villain's name. But they're played by uh, Janina some, Gavikar, I believe. The, the woman who played the main character battlefront 2 story i don't remember that character's name but her she plays like the villain that we see in the trailer uh and yeah it was a cool trailer it showed way more gameplay not just like quick five second snippets and all like i hope we wouldn't get we actually saw like you know real raw like gameplay them exploring the world running around Mm -hmm. you know more more of like the really cool traversal and stuff but not just super fast snippets of it. Yeah. We saw her doing some combat. I liked when she um when she had her hand, it was shooting the little rock little mm-hmm. rocks with her um with the magic as like a machine gun type thing. Yeah. That was cool. Fighting the dragon, doing the water magic, like everything looked really cool. And I think I was most blown away when there was a part where she is like swinging from this tree branch or whatever. She swings and goes yep. up in the air and then you just see that landscape all down there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's highly detailed. I was just like, oh my God, this game looks so good. And now we know what's coming spring 2022. Yep. Which is, that's sooner than I thought it was going to be. I thought it would be summer or fall. Well, not maybe not fall, but I thought it would be summer at the earliest. Spring is way sooner than I thought and I'm I'm super excited for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. This is this is definitely one where I'm like, I I need to I need to play this when it comes out because it looks really really fun. The combat looks really really good. Like anything that has movement like that, it like weirdly reminds me of Sunset Overdrive in a way, just in terms of like it has really fast, uh-huh. um, like kind of traversal movement. Um, yeah. So I'm very excited for it. I wasn't impressed by the character design. I, what, for maybe, her or like the other characters ever, ever, um, it, it's weird because in the in the first part where she's in New York like and just when she steps or when she goes through the portal I thought the character design there was really good but all the other characters that we saw I wasn't overly impressed with the, like, it, uh. it 
this might sound mean, but I like I, I understand like the game still has time before it comes out. They still like will play out stuff to polish and everything. But like the characters just to me look like they were made for like end of PS3, start of PS4 era. Interesting. Interesting. I, I like the way that everyone looked. Like no one the characters themselves don't look like jaw dropping per se. No. But I thought everyone looked cool. I thought the way, I liked the looks of everybody. Yeah. No, I'm like not to, like I'm definitely not saying that the characters look bad at all. I'm like I just I don't feel like they they match with because like the rest of the game is absolutely stunning. So I yeah. just I, I don't feel like I think there's kind of like a, a divide there that will most likely be filled by the time the game comes out. Yeah, most likely. So following that up was Rainbow Six Extraction. The trailer for that, fine. And I feel like this is the point in the show where watching the full show like live the energy was pretty high started off with um with star wars then we get project eve then we have tiny tina cool for spoken cool and here's when the energy started to go down some mm. um so we rainbow six extraction trailer for it okay cool did it, it didn't show anything like too yeah. crazy it's just another trailer for it there was a date on it i forgot what the date is but i think we already knew the release date for this game as well um October 16th, so, I think, but I'll check that. I thought it got pushed to January, but maybe I'm wrong. No, no, you're right. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty sure they had a date on it, but that came, and then after that, we got a trailer for Alan Wake Remastered, which was already announced prior to the show. Um, but we just got a trailer for it. It's coming out to PS4 and PS5 on October 5th. Of course, it's gonna have better visuals and performance, and there will be some dual sense features as well. Again. A cool announcement that probably would have hit way harder had this not been announced before the show. Like yeah. we already knew this thing existed before the show. Had that not been the case, this would have been like awesome, yay! But we already knew about it. And then after that, we got a trailer for GTA Five, the next gen version. Again, um, it's been delayed to March 2022, and this trailer also like it just continued the downwards energy slope because the trailer, honestly. Of course, it is just a trailer. It's not the raw game. I was also watching it on my phone, but you couldn't tell what was different visually. Like there was no way to tell what the new visual features or new enhancements to the game making it next gen were. The only thing that we actually saw in it was the character changing was actually seamless. In the PS3 and PS4 version, where you go change your character, like it, it would go over the map for a bit and it would kind of hang there for a moment. Yeah. And then it would go to the next person. But in the trailer we saw here, like it went up, 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 over, down, 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 like right away, which is yeah. cool. That's actually very awesome. Um, but like visually, saw no differences. Karen. Yeah. Um, two things. One, uh, uh, Rainbow Six Extractor is now out sometime in January. Sometime but, January. Uh, but it got, before it was delayed, it would be due out five days from now. So, got it. Uh, this was the one I was very disappointed with. I <laughs> like that because we, we already got the announcement trailer that it's being remade or being like, you know, made for next gen again, right? So, yeah, this did, this did nothing. The, the next time that we saw it, I wanted it to be gameplay of like or mm-hmm. a tour around Los Santos, like with like better graphics ray tracing all like they could actually show the seamless character switching in game but we didn't get any of that we got another trailer and honestly i honestly think it looks worse than it did before for like honestly from the trailer obviously there was no gameplay but like 
I I was not impressed with this at all. Like there there is absolutely nothing so far that is going to be like yes, I'm going to give Rockstar another 60 70 dollars whatever it's going to be. Yeah. And like I this is an announcement where it could have just been a press release cuz the the, yeah. the news here is that it's coming it's now delayed. Cool. We imagine that prior to this prior to the showcase, right? It was supposed to be November 11th. Cool. Yeah. The next time we see it, it'll show off, you know, what's new for it, getting us excited for the November, like what you kind of hoped for and everything like that. Yeah. I even mentioned in the predictions video, but since it's been delayed, okay, cool. It's delayed. The next time we see it is when we'll, is when you imagine we would see what makes this look new and everything. But because you're just showing up with footage that doesn't look new at all, it doesn't show off really what makes the new version new, enhanced, expanded at all, just to say it's delayed. It just kind of fell so flat. It was just like, yeah. And it's kind of part of why, as like, not even part of, that's why this trailer has, I think, the most dislikes of any trailer from the showcase. Yeah. And I, I'm not, I'm not a dislike bomb person, but like, honestly, it kind of deserves it in this case. In this case, I'm not surprised. Yeah. It's like, you, you kind of, you kind of had this one come in. Yeah, I mean, like you say, I this did not need to be here. Like I say, we already got a trailer announcing that it's being remade for now, or at least remastered for the you know next gen consoles. But if if you're just gonna if you're gonna have a trailer just to announce that it's been delayed by like six months or whatever, then not even that. November, December, January, February, four months. Then yeah. just just release that on a random day on YouTube. Don't have it as part of your. Don't like, have it be a video. Don't you don't need a video for it. Just say yeah, it's been delayed. It's been delayed to March 2022 because we need to be polished. The press release that they put out about this was all that was needed. We did not need a video for it. Yeah, fair. And that just it just continued to just drag the energy down. Yeah. So then we get Ghostwire Tokyo, which looks cool. If you're into it, it looks cool. Um, it brought the energy back up some. Not gonna lie, it did. Uh, I'm. It, this is still a weird one for me where I'm like, I'm into it, but at the same time, I'm also not that interested in it because I'm still not too sure what to make of it, to be honest. Um, but we did get a new trailer for it, got some like a bit of like story information in there and stuff, some more gameplay. It looks weird as like all can be. It just looks so weird, but it looks cool. I I have absolutely no interest in this game. <laughs> <laughs> like none whatsoever. Like, like to the point where, like, I'm, I, I, I can't even say the trailer looked cool because I was just, I was watching and just like, I just don't care. Yeah, like again, that's like that's why I say this one kind of brought the energy back up a bit because for me, like, I'm somewhat interested in it, but not all that interested in it. So I was like, okay, cool, we're seeing something new for this, interesting. Brought it back up some, uh, and then we got a new trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy, showing off some more story and gameplay info. The energy kind of stayed where it was at from Ghostwire for the Guardians trailer again. I'm I'm looking forward to this game. It looks cool, but I was also kind of doing work at the same time, so I was like half watching this one, half not. Yeah. But the energy kind of stayed the same from Ghostwire. It kind of leveled it there, and then we got a trailer for Blood Hunt, the Vampire the Masquerade Battle Royale game. For me personally, energy was like, all right, we're going back down now. <laughs> um, it was just announcing that it was coming to PS5. I thought it was already coming to PS5, but apparently it wasn't. So now it's announced officially coming to PS5. Um, this game does nothing for me, though. I'm not interested in Vampire of the Masquerade. I'm not interested in the Battle Royale version of it. No matter how cool or interesting it may be to other people, it doesn't hit for me at all. Sue me. <laughs> no, it doesn't I mean, hit I, for you. I'm, 
I wouldn't say, well, I wouldn't say it doesn't hit for me because, like, I've said multiple times on the podcast, like, the easiest way to get me to buy a video game is to put vampires in it because right. I, I love vampires. But, like, not, like, overly keen, I don't think, on, like, a Vampire the Masquerade Battle Royale. I'm I'm very much looking forward to Masquerade. No. Yeah. No, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. Bloodlines, um, yes. I'm very much looking forward to that, but not entirely sure if I if I am super hyped for a Battle Royale version of of a vampire game but i mean i'm not opposed to it i I wonder if it's coming to series x yeah i wonder i don't like all this time i was like all right it's a pc game but again i honestly thought it was coming to ps5 and ps4 and other consoles as well already too so this was news to me and it wasn't but then after this death loop appeared i am saying no more other than the fact that death loop appeared and as soon as i saw it i was like oh you're kidding me i was like all right um, i was like the game comes out in five days after wait hold on this was thursday so friday saturday sunday monday yes five days from the day this showcase happened i purposely did not say anything about this in my predictions episode i was like it's not gonna be there comes out of five days (laughs) why they gotta have it there proceeded to be there i tuned out immediately granted i still like my headphones are i'm hearing everything but i was like nope I don't need to see this again. It does not need to be here. I am nope. out entirely. Like, this is the one trailer. I didn't watch it at all. I just did my work. I was like, all right, I'll take this like two and a half, three minutes to get some work done on my computer right here. Um, so yeah, Death Loop came and it was a thing that happened. It comes out the day after this podcast goes live. That's all we need to say about it. Yeah. I I, I think. I, I, I think they've released as many trailers for Deathloop as they have released Skyrim a number uh, of times. You know what? You actually might not be wrong. <laughs> and I, I mean, I did pre-order Deathloop on Friday. So, I mean, like, because I am going to get it. I do want it. But my gosh, there's, there is such a thing as overshowing a game. Yeah. There's such a thing as showing a game more times than necessary. And it's funny. I saw someone on Twitter say they should delay Deathloop to next fall. That way we can get more trailers for it. <laughs> No, and I was like, I mean, we're it, gonna get more trailers for it when it comes to Xbox. You already know it's gonna happen. Oh yeah, hundred percent. We're gonna like, get trailers up the wazoo. If if they delayed this game to next fall, they have enough trailers already released to sustain them until next fall. They really do, but we're gonna get more because we're all trapped in the death loop. It is like right. every trailer. I mean, all right, each of the trailers have done the same thing. They're yeah. like they're set like. What's going on? We're in a time loop. All these people have the answers. I need the answers. And she's hunting me down. I got to kill him with my powers and the stylish music. It's not like any of the trailers do anything new. We needed two, three trailers of Max, and that was it. We did not need the endless barrage that we have gotten. All right. End of Deathloop rant. Again, Deathloop dropped the energy a whole lot more. Then we got the this trailer for Kid A, a Amnesia ex- exhibition. It's a Radiohead thing. I'm honestly not too sure too sure about it all, like all the ins and outs of this. I just know it's a Radiohead interactive thing. It's very weird. Seemed very weird. Didn't do much, but thankfully it was very short. So that was that. Then we got a trailer for this indie game called Chia. Uh, which actually looks really peaceful and really calm and really nice and um, soothing and wholesome and stuff. Like you play as this um, this girl on this island. She has a ukulele and she has like different powers. She can like, trans- I think she either 
controls animals or she can transform it into them and go around the island and stuff like that. It looks really nice. It looks really cool. If you have not checked this game out, please do. Um, put it on your radar. It it looks really wholesome. I'm very much interested in this game. It looks really nice. Uh, just as a side note, they've released eight trailers for Deathloop. And the eight because we're just in, a, in an infinite loop. Put the eight <laughs> on the side and that's why they did it. In an infinite loop. That's why they did it. Yeah. Can't with them. I can't with them. Moving on to other games. Uh, the Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection was announced. It is Uncharted 4 and The Lost Legacy, both remastered for PS5 and PC. Uh, they will be coming early 2022 to PS5 first. The PC version will be coming shortly after it. It's in development at Iron Galaxy. It's cool. Uncharted 4 and Lost Legacy, 60 FPS, 4K. That's awesome. It's cool. PC is going to be able to get to play those games as well. They're great games. Fantastic yep. games. Um, got nothing more really to say about it other than that, to be honest. But this is the part of the show where from here on in, it was just first party. And this part of the show just brought the energy up big time. And it all starts with this very next announcement. This next announcement was one that no one saw coming. Mm -hmm. No one was expecting. So it starts up Insomniac. All right, cool. Marvel. All right, cool. Spider-Man. Yeah. Trailer starts. We're in a bar. The bar is destroyed. I was like, huh, interesting. And in that moment, I thought to myself, wait a second, hold on. Insomniac, Marvel, destroyed bar, Wolverine. Are we going to bring Wolverine into Spider-Man 2? Is he going to be a character in it? Because, and I don't know if people, people might have remembered this, Ultimate Spider-Man in that game, there's a part where Wolverine is in that game. You meet him in a bar because you're playing as Venom at the time. Venom comes to a bar, starts messing stuff up, and you fight Wolverine at that bar. So I immediately thought, oh, Maybe the same Wolverine's going to be in Spider-Man 2. Interesting. We see the back of a guy wearing a cowboy hat. Yo, that's got to be Wolverine. This is going to be Wolverine. <laughs> He's going to be in Spider-Man 2. Fantastic. Claws come out. Wolverine, Spider-Man 2. Awesome. Marvel's Wolverine. What did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> a full-on Wolverine game from Insomniac. It is early in development. The creative director is Brian Horton. The game director is Cameron Christian. They are both leading this game. And for those who don't, who may not know, these are the ones who led Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales that just came out at the launch of the PS5. I have full faith in this game. 100% hmm. faith in this game hmm. and that team to make something great. Will it be rated M is the big question because it's Wolverine. Yeah. And also, it's Disney now. Disney's in charge of Marvel and uh, stuff. So who knows if the game will, if they'll be fine with the game being rated M. I hope they will let it be though, so that it can be like the Wolverine, yeah, like that we really want and know and love and stuff. Karen, thoughts? What what did you think when you saw? Wait, that Insomniac is making a Wolverine game. Uh, at first, I like. I, I think I saw this screenshot um, not long after the showcase aired just of like uh -huh. Marvel's Wolverine. And I was like, oh damn, we're getting a Wolverine game. That's awesome. I'm I can't wait to play that on Xbox. <laughs> I didn't realize it was being made by Insomniac. 
And then right. it was later on when I saw Insomniac was making it, I'm like, oh, okay then. I guess I'll play the PlayStation <laughs> instead. Like, because again, I, I I definitely want to have a PS5 by the time this comes out. So, because right. I would imagine this is not going to be coming out until after Spider-Man 2. 2025 at the earliest. Yeah, is what exactly. I imagine. 2024, no, 2024 at the absolute earliest because this is yeah. a different team making this game. So yeah. it, it's not bound by the two years and stuff. Yeah. So like, I'm looking forward to it. I, I like Wolverine's character. I like, haven't watched a, like the only thing I've I've seen. I I think I've seen all I think I've seen all the X Men movies, but I can't remember. Definitely seen Logan. So I was about to say, did you see that one? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this. I'm I'm excited. I I also have full faith in in this game just because it's in Zomiac. So mm-hmm. I I take your time with it. Make sure it's great. Uh, I agree with you. I hope they they rate it 18 in the UK. Um, right. So yeah, I'm 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 excited. Yeah, I I'm really curious what the gameplay is going to be like yeah. since, you know, it's not going to be Spider-Man type gameplay cuz Spider-Man's acrobatic, he bounces around and everything yeah. like that. And Spider-Man already took a whole lot of cues from Arkham, from the Arkham games and all. Mm-hmm. And Wolverine, he's a straight up melee in your face guy. He doesn't have the gadgets to throw around. He's not a super acrobatic person. He just gets up in your face and clack 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 clack. So I wonder what the gameplay is going to be like with, with, you know, with this game and how it's going to be different from Spider-Man and the Arkham series. I wonder if it's going to take some inspiration from Ghost of Tsushima in a sense, but even then it can't. I imagine it wouldn't because Ghost yeah. of Tsushima, it's, you know, real samurai inspired and precise yeah. and all. Whereas Wolverine, he's just all aggression and stuff like that. So it's going to be really interesting what this game is actually like. But again, it's Insomniac. They have proven themselves to be more than capable of mm-hmm. taking a superhero and making something fantastic with them. Yeah, I... Actually, do you know where I want them to draw inspiration from, especially for combat? Where? God of War. The original ones? No, no. The, the re- oh, I, the new I, one. Yeah. Like, n- more so when you go into Berserk mode as, as Kratos. That's, okay. That's I, kind- I imagine what you're talking about. Yeah, that's that's where I want them to draw inspiration from for the for the combat for this game. Because I think that would... I think that would pair very, very well with Wolverine. It would. Man, this game's a mystery. It's a mystery, but yeah. I'm very shocked that they are making a Wolverine game. But the shocks don't end there. The surprises don't end there. Next up, we got Gran Turismo 7. It showed up with gameplay trailer. Um, game looks beautiful. It looks gorgeous. Gran Turismo is not for me. <laughs> it is way too yeah. racing sim for me. Uh, it is not my jam at all. But it looks beautiful. It looks like it'll be a fun time for those who have always been into GT. And it comes out March 4th. We got a release date March 4th, 2022. So that is coming then. Cool. Fantastic. Got nothing else to say about it. Moving on, Insomniac shows up again, a second time, <laughs> with another Marvel game. This one being Marvel's Spider-Man 2. So you mean to tell me that Marvel, that Insomniac, who just did Miles Morales and Spider-Man Remastered at the PS5 launch, and then just three months ago, dropped Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, who we already knew were making Spider-Man 2, is also doing 
Marvel's Wolverine. You mean to tell me that they're doing two Marvel superhero games and they're both coming out sometime in the next three, four years? What? What? Insomniac is on fire. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say this after we... You know, I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to say it again after we're done. We already said this before. Insomniac is proving their worth. They were bought oh, yeah. for only 200 something million. They have made that money back way over. I am oh, so yeah. sure. Insomniac has quickly or is quickly proving themselves to be not just one of Sony's top tier developers, but just one of the most top tier developers in the industry, mm -hmm. period. Period. Yeah, 100%. And I am just blown away that they're able to do all the things that they're doing in like the time span that they are. Yeah. It's, it's wild to me. But this Spider-Man trailer, it was an in-engine trailer. It was, wasn't CG. It says it, it said in the, um, on the bottom, like captured in-engine on PS5. And if you had any doubts, take it from someone who has played Miles Morales on PS5. That was in-engine. That's like not actual gameplay, but like that is in-engine how the yeah. game will look for sure. Um, and it showed Peter and Miles fighting criminals together. Peter, he has now like the iron spider like claws built into his main suit, which is cool. Um, Miles, it looks like he might have um, his venom powers might be upgraded some because in his game, they're yellow. But in this trailer, we saw they were sparking blue instead of the yellow, which is interesting. Um, then when it's the trial is narrated by Craven, the hunter. Uh, basically saying like he's been craving a hunt and craving someone who's going to really challenge him. He's hoping that you will be the one, that you two, that you all will be the ones to give me what I want. And then the trailer shows Miles and Peter, they beat this guy and they look down at a dark alley. And then Craven's like, are you all the ones who will give me what I look for? And it pans in, it pans in. And then you hear, yes, we will. And it's, it's creepy voice. It's a dark, foreboding voice. And then we see two quick shots of Venom. Venom is confirmed, finally confirmed to be in the game. The game is coming 2023. Tony Todd, who plays Candyman in the Candyman movies, he is voicing Venom for those who know of that character, who, those who know of the, um, Tony Todd, the actor. He is voicing Venom. And this game, 2023 um, release window, this and Wolverine, forgot to mention, both PS5 exclusive, mm -hmm. not cross-gen. And Spider-Man 2 is being done by creative director Brian Intahar and game director Ryan Smith, who both did the first game. Karen, I'm going to let you talk real quick because I know you like you kind of just like lost it when Venom appeared. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh my God, like, is it Venom? And then you heard it, you're like, it's him. So, yeah, sir. No, like, the, the, the way that Venom's voice came into my headphones, I was just like, like, shivers went down my back. <laughs> I, like, Venom is my favorite Spider-Man villain. I really wanted to see him in the first game, and I didn't. And then I, we're getting you in this one. I cannot wait. Like, if, if I don't have, like, again... Hopefully I will. But if I don't have a PS5 by the time this game comes out, I will sell a kidney to be able to afford <laughs> one. 
about to go onto the dark web and <laughs> we'll, we'll, kidney. we'll trade kidney for ps5 um i'm so excited this trailer did exactly what it needed to got everyone hyped uh-huh. for it made sure that like th- why re- i just forgot the point i was going to say but that what i really want them to do is to do a gta 5 style character switch between miles and peter i mm. want them to have like not necessarily I saw some people mentioned that online like is that how it's going to be yeah which would I, be really cool yeah i i really hope so because then you, like you could have two basically two storylines in one game like mm-hmm. the, just have those and then you know they would cross over at points then you would go and do like a mission for miles and a mission for peter and then you would have them both combine and come and go and do a mission together but like i i'm so excited I'm so excited for this game. If mm-hmm. it, the easiest thing I can I can say is if you want to see like how excited I am that Venom is in this game, go and watch my reaction. Cause I I like my I put my chair back when because I was like, is it Venom? Is it Venom? It's Venom. I'm so excited. Yeah, that everything you said took all the words out of my mouth. This game was amazing. Mm-hmm. Again, like again, it was just a short in-engine trailer, no gameplay or anything like that. Uh, but just the the confirmation of Venom, the reveal and confirmation of Craven being a main villain in this game. Mm-hmm. That's that's awesome. Never would have thought about that. And then confirming Peter and Miles are both in this in like you know prominent roles. That's fantastic. It it's it hit all the right notes. It just con- confirmation, 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 confirmation. Mm-hmm. That's all we needed. Twenty twenty three release window. I didn't think we were gonna get a release window for the trailer. But if we did, this is what I thought at the earliest. Like, there's no way this was yeah. next year. 2023 at the earliest oh, no. makes perfect sense. Uh, so I am all in on it. Now, here's my thing. Here's what I was started thinking about. After this trailer revealed, or actually, well, yeah, at, well, no, I guess before and after. Is Wolverine going to be in the same universe? Because Insomniac's making it. That opens up so many possibilities exactly because they're since they're the ones making it they can control the story for both of them they can control who crosses over when things happen is wolverine going to be in the same universe as spider-man that would be dope because like i mean obviously one like it would be awesome to see like that collaboration Mm -hmm. two it means that you can have more content for each of those for all those characters but the thing that excites me excites me most about that thought is what do we get after Wolverine and Spider-Man 2? That's what I thought as well. Because then what if we get a crossover game? What if we are getting an Insomniac Marvel game universe? I I, I genuinely cannot describe how excited for that I would be. Like, I mean, I mean, I mean, you said it, and Insomniac is one of the best developers in the industry, like easily up there with with mm-hmm. with the top dogs so and they've proven themselves time and time again with with basically every game they've made so mm-hmm. for them to do obviously spider-man and then wolverine do we get a hulk game do we get a captain america game like i know well hold on hold on, hold on. Uh, that'd be that'd be awesome i don't think that they're just gonna start throwing no all no the no no characters no, at them yeah no i i the meaning behind that was more like, who are we getting next? Like, because I I would imagine that like, the this thought has to have crossed Insomniac's mind as well. It's like, okay, we're doing Spider Man with Wolverine, 
we could do like one more game with another person and then create this crossover universe. So right. my, yeah, th- the intent behind that was more like, you know, who are we getting now? Ne- or if we're going to get someone, who are we getting next? But yeah, but I'm so excited that like the, just the thought of that alone has me so hyped for to see what Insomniac does. I will say if we are getting a like Insomniac Marvel game universe and like after Wolverine and Spider-Man 2, we get a crossover game with them. I will say this. If that is the case and that happens, Insomniac will immediately, in my eyes at the very least, and probably in many people's eyes, immediately become one of the most ambitious and just Mm -hmm. crazy developers out there for doing that. And if they pull it off successfully too, just they they will just blow everyone's minds mm-hmm. and just immediately become like if you weren't if you didn't already th- didn't think they were a top tier developer you will by the time they're done. Do you know who I think would be the perfect person? Just uh, still talking about like you know if we get someone after Wolverine Spider Man who do you know who would be absolutely perfect? Who? Doctor Strange. I've been wondering I we get one at some point. I I think the Insomniac would absolutely nail a Doctor Strange game. That'd be interesting. Them, I can see Remedy doing a good one too. Yeah. Actually, that yeah, that's actually a very good point. Ah, this is awesome, man. This is awesome. I, I'm yeah. just we're living in the superhero renaissance. Spider-Man's like my favorite superhero as well. So I'm just like, yo, give me more. Give me more, give me more, give me more, give me more. <laughs> Actually, sorry, one more thing. I really want to just throwing out, like, if we're naming Marvel characters, we want video games for Deadpool, 100%. I want a new Deadpool game. I was about to be like, we got one already. <laughs> Karen, what are you yeah, talking about? No, you no, want I another want, one. Got I want you. a new Deadpool game with Ryan Reynolds voice acting. That's all I want. That'd be interesting. Hopefully it'd be a good game, though. I know the last one was, like, good at best. Yeah. Serviceable, mostly. Okay at worst. Yeah. So, eh, hopefully we get maybe we'll get a new one. But the showcase kicked off with the game that everybody was really waiting for. We got our first look at gameplay and the story for God of War Ragnarok. The game is set years after the first game. Atreus is older. He wants to find out more about Loki, who that really is, who he really is. He wants to stop Ragnarok. But Kratos doesn't want to go looking for these questions and try to find answers to these questions because he... He wants to avoid fighting the gods. Uh, so that's like the conflict in their relationship right now. Freya and Thor are the antagonists. Um, on Twitter, we have Sony Santa Monica. They posted pictures of all the main characters in the game. So we actually know what Thor looks like. Um, he's, a bit of a, he's a bit of a stocky guy. Uh, red hair and all. He's not like your Chris Hemsworth ideal type of Thor. He's not the yeah. Thor from Marvel Comics. He's a, he's a big guy. Um, but I like his look. A lot of people on the internet not happy with it, though. Um, they're crazy. We also got the reveal of the Norse God of War Tyr. He's playing a role in the story as well. He is a tall guy. As, or as Kieran said, it's a tall boy right there. Tall boy. <laughs> um, all nine realms are available in this game. In the original, you could only go to six. You couldn't go to Vanaheim, Svartalheim, or Asgard. Now in this game, you'll be able to go to all of them. Um, in the trailer, we did see like them go back to Oh, Alfheim, 
because we did see like quick glimpses of the elves and yeah. stuff. So that's cool. Um, really important though. Also, real quick, we also got confirmation the girl at the end of the trailer, her I forgot her name, um, but she is a giant. She's actually a giant. That is so she's like the second. If she's not a full giant, she's a half giant. So mm. we will be seeing a, an actual like living giant in the game, which is awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, because if you remember, all the giants were apparently killed prior to God of War actually mm -hmm. happening. Uh, like and uh, Kratos' wife, Atreus' mother, uh, blanking on her name, but she was the last one that we knew of, and she died shortly before the game started. So apparently, there's more out there, which is it opens up a whole lot of other implications. But very noteworthy is that. Corey Barlog is not directing this game. He directed the original. He's not directing this one. He is in a producer role, and he's likely directing Santa Monica's uh, rumored sci-fi game. Uh, but series veteran Eric Williams is the new director for this game, carrying on the tradition of each new God of War game having a new director. And the game just has a 2022 release window, no official release date. Karen, before I ask you your thoughts, what are you laughing at? So I was like, hmm, I'm, I, you know, bit, you know, as I do, I look up things that we're not sure of, so I can give accurate statements. So I looked up who's a Trace's mother in God of War, and I clicked on one. Of, I was like, who is the mother of Kratos' son? And the answer was Zeus. <laughs> who was the mother of Kratos' son? No, Zeus. Uh, her name is Faye. Faye, there you go. Yes, so Faye, she <laughs> was the last giant that we knew of, and all yeah. she died shortly before the um, first God of War started. Um, so yeah, this game looked awesome. The The gameplay looked really cool. The Lake of the Nines all frozen over. Winter has begun. Mimir mm -hmm. is back. The two dwarves have returned. We saw another new character. He was a guy with like an octopus and all like that. Freya we saw out here out for blood mm -hmm. in the trailer. Uh, Kratos has the chains at the start of the game. We saw some new combat moves with those. Atreus out here summoning a full-on deer and riding it around in combat mm -hmm. and all. Game looks awesome. It looks amazing. Vistas, beautiful. Villages with actual people walking around in them. Lively places. Just wow. I can't wait to like have this game on my PS5 in front of me on my TV and just witness the beauty and glory of it. Karen, you play the original God of War 2018. Mm -hmm. The Masterpiece. The 10 out of 10 one of the best games ever made mm -hmm. best game of that generation to be honest mm -hmm. in my opinion well yes <laughs> um what do you what did you think when you were watching this uh after watching it if you saw the reaction go watch you know already know what he thought in the moment but these days later what what are your thoughts on it i am so excited for this game like i am those of you who watch the podcast you know that i am a massive norse mythology nerd so I, like, I, I didn't say do my reaction, but when the door gets pulled down and you see tear, 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 yeah, um, yeah, you see tear, kind of like, I, I can't, can't remember if he was chained or tied he to. He wasn't a, chained. He was just like sitting back, just yeah. sitting there, just like, Ugh. yeah. As like as as soon as I saw him, I like in my head, I was like, it's is that tear? But I I didn't say it out loud. Um, <laughs> No, like I, I'm really excited. This game, it looks 
absolutely stunning. Like I, I said this during the reaction, but like that shot where you have the the shot of the vista over the like I, I can't remember if it's like towns or small like small series of towns or whatever. It look, yeah, it looks like a bunch of towns down there and stuff. Yeah, um, that is so so well done, so mm-hmm. beautiful. It's it's insane. I really enjoy the combat with the chains. I'm glad that they. They are making air comeback again, although I always knew that they would. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I really like the way that Mimir was introduced in the trailer as well. Voiced, <laughs> uh, I, I, I forgot to mention it in the trailer as well, but voiced by Scottish voice actor. Just nice. Um, put that out there. Um, but yeah, Mimir's is sitting, he's like, huh, I recognize that dour expression on your face anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I want to know how much time has passed between, between 2018's God of War and God of War Ragnarok. Because the, the the first thing I noticed about the trailer is that, or like when we see him as Atreus looks like not a lot older, but at least like I would say four or five I years, imagine, I would imagine. That's what I was going to say. I would imagine it's been three to five years. Yeah. In that ballpark. Because I, I don't think we know his age in the first game, but I don't think he was any older than like 10 or 11, maybe 12 yeah. at the oldest. So, you know, his voice is deeper. He's taller. He, I imagine he's around 13 to 15, depending yeah. on how old he was in the first game. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I would agree with that. That, for, Like, from what it looks like, how he sounded, I, I would say that's probably about right. Um, oh, I'm so excited for this game. I can't wait. Right. And, like, IGN, they've done a couple interviews with both Corey and Eric. And reading the interviews, I've read two of them. There are three that I've seen as of yet but I've read two and one of them talks about the director change and how that works out between the two of them. Mm. And the other one I read talked about uh, the way they're approaching the story and all. And, you know, they're talking and Eric is saying that like, um, that he, he's not throwing away the things that Corey did. Like Corey, like Corey said that he wanted to see what Eric wanted to do and all. And, you know, he encouraged Eric's new ideas and all, but um, he was like, if you don't, if you want to do something that's different from what I'm doing, you know, I just ask you to not throw away everything that we, that came before. Don't throw it away or don't walk over it. Just keep keep it there and re- like respect what came before. Keep it yeah. there. But if you don't want to do anything with it, ignore it, walk around it, but don't like retcon it or anything like that. No. And like he's like they've been talking, you know, back and forth about what they want the story to be and where the story is going to go. Well, what Eric wants the story to be, where he wants it to go and all. And Corey is like, once he saw his ideas, he's like, you got this. Like, you got this. And Eric is like, he's saying that the what he wants to explore the story is like the relationship between Kratos and Atreus more. He wants to explore the thing of questions and questions getting answers and those answers bringing up more questions. And uh, just Atreus, you know, he's he's this kid who wants to be he wants to find out more about himself he's at the age where he wants to know more and explore more and kratos is like he knows the road that that can go down through experience and you know also age and everything he's like he doesn't want atreus to make the mistakes that he ended up making yeah and all but it's like it's that balance of kratos trying to be a good dad but also trying to you know to help atreus at the same time yeah as well and I really like the line in the trailer where Atreus says to him, 
stop thinking like a dad for once and start thinking like a general. And Chris immediately goes, no. Yeah. Because doing that is what caused him to kill his mother, his wife, and daughter in the original God of War. He was, for those who don't know, in the very first God of War game, Kratos was on a mission because he, you know, he was working for um, uh, God, Ares. He was working for Ares at the time. And Ares had him go on a mission to this village and he was in there slaughtering everybody. And he walks into a building and he kills his wife and daughter. But he didn't know they were in there. He just kills them. Because he's just thinking like a warrior, like a like a general. Yeah. He wasn't thinking like, you know, a human, like a like a dad. So he knows if he goes down that road. We saw this in the first game, son. But we're seeing it more here. Kratos knows the mistakes that he made in the past from the things he did, and he he does not want to repeat those with Atreus. So I'm so so excited to see their relationship just continue to be explored and evolve over the course of this game. And another important note, this is the final game in the Norse saga. It's not a trilogy. We're only going to get this, um, the first one and Ragnarok. After this, they said this is the final game in the Norse saga. Does that mean that this is the final God of War game? Not necessarily. Who knows? We'll have to find out when this game ends. But after this, we are the Norse saga is done. That's very interesting. Very noteworthy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I think I I would have automatically assumed it would have, it would at least have been a trilogy, so I yeah because the trilogy is a standard yeah exactly so I'm it's interesting that they're only that they're only doing two games I kind of like I kind of like that actually I do like, too they're not like, stretching it out yeah exactly it's like what one of my like biggest pet peeves when it comes to somebody telling a story is like padding out for the sake of padding out to make some to make it longer I just can't mm-hmm. stand it when people do that. So I, I'm I'm happy they're not, they're not doing it here. They're just saying no. We only need to tell this much. We only want to tell this much. This is as far as we're going. So, right. I like that. I also love that we're going to be able to get through both all, uh, all nine realms. I'm yes. Just I, again, as as a huge Norse mythology buff, I am I'm so down for that. So mm-hmm. like I, just everything about this game, I'm I'm 100 down for it. If if I'm being honest, um, one also interesting thing that I kind of wanted to mention is Alana Pierce is working in this game as a writer. Yeah, because she joined I, the Santa Monica yeah, team a couple yeah. months ago. I don't know how big of a role she is playing in the writing of it. I don't know in, in what you know position that she is, but I'm I, I'm I'm excited to see if she has any any influence on the game. Yeah, we'll see. We'll find out of course when after after the game comes out and people could talk about what they yeah. did on it and so on and so forth. But uh this makes me really want to go back and play 2018. Like I already wanted to before this trailer came out and then it came out and I'm saying, man, I might pop that in my PS5 to be honest and just go through the game. Cause that game, it's my favorite game of all time. Now it surpassed at the time. Kingdom hearts two is my favorite game of all time. And that surpassed it. And I never would have expected a game to do that aside from kingdom hearts three and kingdom hearts three did not do that. Kingdom hearts three is under it under kingdom hearts two. And then two years later, Persona 5 comes and surpasses Kingdom Hearts 2 again. And I'm just like, oh, geez. All right. Kingdom Hearts 2, you had a 12-year run, man. But games are coming out now just blowing you out the water. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, those are... Do you have anything else to say about God of War before we kind of round out this PlayStation talk here? No. Uh, I, I was going to mention something, but it's just completely gone in my head. So never mind. Okay. Well, that, that's, that was a PlayStation showcase. Again, like I said, it was... Overall, I think it was a great showcase. If I was to rate it, I would like alphabet, like letters score. I would say it was like a, 
it's tough. Part of me wants to say like B plus or an A minus because the highs were really high. It started off really strong, mm-hmm. but then the energy kind of just like went down. It, the energy tapered out a whole lot in the middle, in the middle. Everything from Forspoken to Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection kind of just brought the energy down a good amount. And like some of them brought it back up some, but the energy definitely went down a lot. And then from Uncharted to the end, the energy came back up to really high highs and all. Um, and it also the show was paced very well. It was only 40 minutes. 40 minutes long, and then afterwards, I think it was like, what, 10, 15 minutes of just like talking with some of the devs for some yeah. of these games, which was very good. It's like, hey, put that at the end of the show, like a few little short dev interviews, and there you go. Uh, overall, I it was, a, it was, again, it was a great show, had some great games there. I was very happy to see. Some of these things here didn't really hit all that well, though, or it hit me that hard like, with excitement. It's like, okay, cool. Okay, cool. Why are you here, Deathloop? GTA, that was disappointing. <laughs> Alan Wake, we got the announcement. Would have hit hard if it wasn't announced already. Um, but yeah, gr- I think it was a great show overall. I'm, I'm going to say, here's the thing. Microsoft's June showcase is still the best one of this, of this year so far. And I, I forgot if I said that was an A or A+. This is not as good as that one, but this is still very good. I think I would say this is a. Uh, I'm gonna say, geez, I'm I'm torn. I'm torn. <laughs> I'm gonna say A minus. Why not? I'll say A minus. Sure. Uh, I mean, I haven't watched the entire showcase, so I, I can't comment on that. From what I have seen from it, A plus 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 plus. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Like every trailer I've watched, I've watched like outside of maybe, maybe Project Eve and, and f- for sure GTA Five. Everything outside of that was ten out of ten, hundred percent perfect. I like one of the things I was gonna say was all of these trailers have one very, very, very good thing in common. They they aren't longer than they needed to be, and they were uh-huh. long, they were they were like just long enough to get me really hyped for the games and also like show like it might be a little bit hard to describe can I show enough without showing too much if that makes sense but yeah Deathloop you are excluded from the conversation <laughs> yeah you you are the exception to the rule <laughs> yeah um so I'm I'm yeah from, from what I have seen definitely an A plus from but again I have I didn't watch the entire showcase. Um, yeah, I feel like if you watch the entire showcase, you might feel differently. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, for I I'm gonna say a minus because all of the lows were were fairly low. Those highs were just so yeah. strong. They were really strong and brought the whole show up a whole yeah. lot. Yeah, it's so like, the, like that's where I am. There there was no in between. It was either up here or down here. Yeah, it was. It was a good show. Really great show overall. Um, looking forward to seeing more stuff on PlayStation in the near future. Karen, your last thoughts. Yes. Uh, my last thought, and this will be my last thought, is like I, one thing that I, I took away from this showcase and the things that I saw I saw that were announced is PlayStation is holding back. Not, not in a bad way. Don't get me wrong. I'm I saw some way. other people say I'm, that too. I'm, I'm not saying that in a bad way at all because the stuff they showed here was amazing. 
but uh-huh. like there are still so many things that PlayStation has in development that I am very excited to see what like if if it wasn't here, what are they working on? Yeah, I've seen other people say the exact same thing, and I'm very curious as well. Like, when are we going to see Naughty Dog's multiplayer thing? That's most mm-hmm. likely Last of Us related. When are we going to see something from Pixel Opus? Whenever they're working on the next, well, Sucker Punch. I imagine they're early in whatever their next game is. Her- Gorilla's working on Horizon, of course. From software, what are they working on? Not from, sorry, Bluepoint. Was Bluepoint yeah. working on? From software, if they are making a rumored C- um, PlayStation exclusive game, wonder what that is. When are we going to see it? Yep. Um, House Mark. You, I imagine they're early on their next game as well. So it might be some time before we see that. Like they got some teams. Then there's also the ones that are working in partnership with Deviation, Firewalk, you know, that uh Haven. There's teams that they're that uh are early in games and also it'll be some time before we see some stuff, but exciting stuff is in the uh in the near future for PlayStation and really, really cannot wait for it. It's a great time to be a PlayStation fan. 100 percent So now we are going to move into our second story. <laughs> of the episode and i imagine this one and the next one will be fairly short um i don't think we'll have too much to say about either one but they are both noteworthy stories the first of which being that a decision has been made in the trial between epic and apple reading this ign article by rebecca valentine says here a judge has finally ruled in the epic versus apple lawsuit most notably issuing an injunction in Epic's favor that forces Apple to permit developers on its platform to link to outside payment options within their apps. The injunction states that Apple is, quote, permanently restrained and enjoined from prohibiting developers from, one, including in their apps and their metadata buttons, external links, or other calls to action that direct customers to purchasing mechanisms in addition to in-app purchasing, and two, communicating with customers through points of contact obtained voluntarily from customers through account registration within the app, end quote. This specific ruling favors Epic, which brought the suit to Apple following Apple's removal of Fortnite from its app store last year after Epic incorporated the ability to skirt Apple's payment system, thus avoiding Apple's 30% platform fee. However, this was the only point on which Epic won its case. The court's final order took issue with both parties' definitions of their, quote, relevant markets, saying that the market the two were fighting over was neither Apple's own internal systems, as Epic said, nor all of gaming, as Apple claimed, but rather, quote, digital mobile gaming transactions. Given that market, the court declared it, quote, cannot ultimately conclude that Apple is a monopolist under, the either, under either federal or state antitrust laws, end quote. But nonetheless, the court stated that Apple's conduct was, quote, anti-competitive, hence the injunction. The court stated it believes the injunction will, quote, increase competition, increase transparency, increase consumer choice and information while preserving Apple's iOS ecosystem, which has pro-competitive justifications, end quote. Uh, Apple did counter sue Epic for breach of contract, and the judge ruled in favor of Apple on this point. The court has ordered Epic to pay out 30% of the $12,167,719 in revenue Epic collected from users in the Fortnite app on iOS through direct payment between August and October 2020, plus further damages. In total, Epic will pay Apple at least $3.6 million. Um, That's a lot of reading. That's a lot of words we just threw out there. But 
their end result is basically that no one won, no one completely won, no one completely yeah. lost. Epic lost more on this because um, they brought like 10 counts and they only won one of those. That being that now Apple has to allow developers on the App Store to link to outside um, purchasing yeah. options. So you still are not able to uh, do, I don't believe you're still able to do in-app purchases, like in-app purchases that are not directly tied to the app store, the way that app, the way that Epic was doing when they, you know, they got them kicked out the app store of Fortnite, but they do have to allow developers to be able to say, Hey, you can buy, you can do, you can pay here in the app using Apple's thing, or you can go to our website, use this link to go to our website and buy V bucks there instead. Yeah. Um, which is, which is kind of what, it's not entirely what Epic was going for, but it's part of what they were going for. Um, and then real quick here, Apple and Epic both issued statements in response to the ruling. Uh, I'm going to read Apple's first. Uh, so it says here, quote, today the court has affirmed what we've all known, what we've known all along. The App Store is not in violation of antitrust law. As the court rec- recognized, success is not illegal. Apple faces rigorous competition in every segment in which we do business, and we believe customers and developers choose us because our products and services are the best in the world. We remain committed to ensuring the App Store is a safe and trusted marketplace that supports a thriving developer community and more than 2.1 million U.S. jobs and where the rules apply equally to everyone, end quote. Tim Sweeney from Epic um, responded on Twitter saying, quote, today's ruling isn't a win for developers or for consumers. Epic is fighting for fair competition among in-app payment methods and app stores for a billion consumers. Fortnite will return to the iOS app store when and where Epic can offer in-app payment and fair competition with Apple in-app payment, passing along the savings to consumers. Thanks to everyone who put so much time and effort into the battle over fair competition on digital platforms, and thanks especially to the court for managing a very complex case on a speedy timeline. We will fight on, end quote. So, again, Epic didn't entirely get what they want. They kind of got part of what they wanted, but in the end, they still really lost the case. And again, Apple also lost as well. But Apple proved that, well, they were able to argue and prove as well as they could that they are not a monopoly like Epic was trying to say. And if I'm right, um, the judge did say that Epic overreached, basically, in their monopoly argument. And that if they had a better argument or if someone else came down on the line, an argument could be made that Apple is a monopoly. Karen, do you have any thoughts real quick? Um, I don't really. I I didn't read too much into this. Like I've, I've seen headlines for it over the past couple of days. But um, yeah, yeah I, it's, it's a lose-lose situation for like Epic and Apple. Like they... Well, I, I mean, like you said, definitely more so Epic than Apple, but yeah, it's I'm 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 glad it's finally over. I, I wonder if we'll get any final little tidbits from from this battle thing. So, yeah, and like it's possible that both what that Epic would like appeal the decision yeah. to try and argue some more and try and get a better um, verdict for their case. Yeah. Um, but it's possible that they won't. I mean, they said that they'll still fight on, but um, we will see what happens. So as of right now, this is kind of the end of the Epic versus Apple saga. It's 
it's finally come to an end. Honestly, I didn't think Epic was going to win this anyway. No. I, like, for me, I was always in the mindset of, you made your bed laying it. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> you don't get to, you know, break the rules and then complain that the rules, that the rules, you know, uh, affecting you negatively because you broke the rules. That was my mindset on it. Although I did agree that, hey, let's improve the circumstances, like the pay and stuff for um, developers on the app store. But at the same time, like, just because you're Fortnite doesn't mean that you can, that the rules get to bend for you. Yeah, exactly. That's why I fell on it. Um, so yeah, that is that. Just a short little update on it, but it was a big thing that happened literally at the very end of the week. Big thing that happened. So finally got a decision on that. And our final news story of the week is that Twitch is suing two people for hate raids. Uh, this comes from Cecilia De Anastasio. Do it, Dianas. Yeah, I said it right. De Anastasio over at Wired, uh, saying here the headline: Twitch sues users over alleged hate raids against streamers. Um, I'm. I read through the article before, and reading again here. Here we go. Says here. Uh, on Thursday, after a month trying and failing to combat this tactic, the hate rating tactic, of course, Twitch resorted to the legal system, suing two alleged hate raiders for, quote, targeting Black and LGBTQIA plus streamers with racist, homophobic, sexist, and other harassing content, end quote, in violation of its terms of service. Uh, a Twitch person here, they uh, give a statement to Wired saying, quote, we hope this complaint will shed light on the identity of the individuals behind these attacks and the tools that they exploit dissuade them from taking similar behaviors to other services and help put an end to these vile attacks against members of our community. And quote, um, she goes on to, you know, mention the day off Twitch boycott that happened and how hate raids have been going on for quite some time over on Twitch and um, some of the different methods, like how Twitch has tried to bring in changes, but, you know, it hasn't really been working out that well just because people have been making new accounts and so on and so forth. Um, and reading on just a little bit more here, just, yeah, you know, it basically just says that it, it says who the suit, who the lawsuit has is um, going up against. I'm not saying their names um, just because I don't know if I should say their names right now. Um, actually, you know, what, why not? I'll just mention I'll just, I'll, I'll mention it because, I mean, these people are terrible people. They're doing the hate raids. Yep. And I feel like at this point is what it is. So saying here in the article, um, Cecilia writes, Thursday's lawsuit, which was filed in the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of California, targets two users identified only as cruise control and creatine overdose, whom Twitch believes are based respectively in the Netherlands and Vienna, Austria. Twitch in the suit says it initially took, quote, swift action by suspending and then per- permanently banning their accounts. However, it reads... Quote, they evaded Twitch's bans by creating new alternate Twitch accounts and continually altering their self-described hate raid code to avoid detection and suspension by Twitch, end quote. The complaint alleges that Cruise Control and Creatine Overdose still operate multiple accounts on Twitch under aliases as well as thousands of bot accounts to conduct hate raids and that both users claim in the lawsuit's words that they can, quote, generate thousands of bots in minutes for this purpose, end quote. Twitch alleges that Cruise Control is responsible for about 3,000 bots associated with these recent hate raids. This is great. Like we were just saying last week, Twitch needs to do something like yep. significant and noteworthy at all. And while this isn't like 
a change platform wide, you know, to like help um, streamers and all. It's it is a, I guess you could say it's a whole nother step. It's the next step of we are directly going after the people doing this to you, bringing legal action against them, and that's a major step in the right direction. And I hope it helps you know make any streamers that have been dealing with hate raids feel more safe and maybe not safe, but more secure and assisted, you know, helped by Twitch and seen yeah. by Twitch, you know, saying like, okay, Twitch is actually, they're taking major legal action against people that are doing this. And yeah. it sets an example like, hey, these two people got caught by Twitch. Anyone else out there, you guys can f- suffer the same consequences. And hopefully it deters other people from doing hate raids as well. Yeah, I mean, I I, I certainly hope so. I, I I think it will to an extent. I definitely don't think it's going to stop the the hate raids or or the harassment from happening. Because I also think like there's going to be some cocky people out there who are like, oh yeah, like yeah, Twitch can't touch me. Like I'm all I'm doing. Of course. Is, yeah, all I'm doing is putting messages in a chat. They can't you know do anything to make up for that. So, but like, I just I like I said last week. My, I, I just can't comprehend doing similar like that to someone else. Like, I like to think I'm a decent human being, and obviously these people aren't. So, uh-huh. I, I hope it deters them. I I think it's, I think it's going to deter a few of them. I I don't want to say majority because I I don't know, but I, I still feel like more has to be done. Oh, of course, more definitely has to yeah. be done. This is just a very strong move. Yeah, and exactly. a very strong sign of I guess. I don't want to say solidarity because that sounds like, you know, that Twitch has no role in actually helping, but like, you know, a strong sign of support and action, Yeah, you know, towards helping and getting, like mitigating this problem and eliminating it. Yeah. Which is good. That's all people wanted. That's all people asked for. Yeah. So of course more has to be done platform side, you know, giving streamers the tools and more on the platform to actually prevent this from happening or mitigate it. But Great movie, a great thing from Twitch to do. So very happy for them. Yeah. And that's going to round up our news for the week. Um, Again, mainly PlayStation Showcase related, um, but still, still a pretty good week. Uh, I think those are some good discussions we had there about all Mm -hmm. that new stuff as well. Very fun discussions. Uh, So excited for the future of PlayStation, man. So excited for some of those games. But speaking of games that we're excited about, we're going to talk about what we've been playing this past week. Um, Karen, do you have a lot to say about your one? No, nope. because I don't have a lot to say about my two. Yeah, no, I I don't have a huge amount to say. Okay, well, I'm curious about what you have to say about Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So please tell me what you've been doing in the game. How far are you? How are you liking it? You know, so on and so forth. Uh, I'm I'm liking it a lot, actually. Not definitely not as much as I enjoyed Valhalla. Just for, okay, I'll, I'll say that right off the top. But I'm not near as as long into odyssey than i am valhalla because i think i've played valhalla for like 103 hours something like that of course and i don't think you would have gotten 103 hours in <laughs> in a matter of a week unless you're no. a crazy person no uh how far are you though like time wise uh, i think maybe like seven eight nine hours in something like that i i'm doing the first like nation conquering part i've um, so like when you're about to like you do like the mega the major big battle with like 
Athens or Sparta, like that type of thing. You mean? Yeah. So I'm I'm in, I'm in the process of doing that just now. I've I've played this like I've played this part of the game before because I I played it when it came yeah. out um, originally on my PC, but I never got further than I think maybe like an hour or two after that battle because my P like even at the time my PC couldn't run it. So I see. I, I, I I've done this part before. I've stolen the war chest. I am yet to kill the nation leader or uh, destroy any supplies. But there, this this annoyed me when I played it the first time. I still absolutely hate it, and it is the mercenary system. I hate. Oh it. dear God! You, I talked about it when I played the game. Mm-hmm. I hate it with a passion. It's so yeah. annoying because it punishes you for doing anything. Exactly, all. it punishes you for playing the game, and I hate it. It's so annoying. Like. I'll, I'll be walking down the street, not bothering anybody. And then all of a sudden I'll hear, hey, you, and I'll die. Or I'll like, my least favorite thing about it is like, I'll be in the middle of like, prime example. Mm-hmm. I was trying to kill the nation leader. I, yep. I, I stuck mm-hmm. into the hideout. I killed like four people without being seen. I was like, almost to the nation leader. And then I hear from behind me, hey, you. Burn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, the entire thing is alerted to my presence. And I'm now fighting not only, I think I'm like level seven, maybe level eight just now. Mm-hmm. Not only am I fighting like an, now an entire complex of level 10 people, also a level nine mercenary, which is completely unfair. Like the, and then, the comp- sorry, you go. I was going to say what makes it worse is that while you're fighting them, your mercenary thing is increasing more, which exactly. will then bring another mercenary to you. Yeah, exactly. It's like, the the complex of level 10 people or like the the yeah like all the level 10 people in the complex i feel like i could probably take if i'm like strategic about it and you know i I'd go off and hide somewhere let my health restore go back but like as soon as you throw a, a mercenary into that that's just that's so unfair it's mm-hmm. like i mean it's punishing me for playing the game for trying to progress through the story and i'm just like this is so poorly implemented it is i hated unreal. it I hated it so much, especially, and it gets worse when you realize that when you're stealthing, like when you're stealthing around in like a, in a fort, for example, right? When a mercenary comes, the mercenary runs directly to the area you're in. Mm -hmm. Like they, they stay in the area you're in. So like, you're like, all right, they're near me. You can run to the other side of the, um, of the fort and hide. It can be like a big fort. You could go to the other side of the fort and like be over there. The mercenary will then run over to the side that you're on they yeah. stay whatever area you're in and it i didn't realize that till like late game but once i realized that i was like oh come on seriously seriously it's so annoying i will say this the the bounty bar does not increase if you get stealth kills if you do stealth yeah. kills on enemies it doesn't increase so like that's good but at the same time like the game like allows you to be either stealthy or uh, have your builds be either a stealth build or like an aggressive build and all like that or a hunter build. It does allow that. But ultimately, most of the time, you end up in just straight up all out regular combat and yeah. stuff. Nine times out of ten. So just by entering any type of combat like that, the bar just is going to increase. And like there were some times where it didn't. And I think those times are only like if I was like just out in the random, like out in the wilds, no one yeah. around me, it would have like I could kill a person like on open combat and it wouldn't go up but 
nine times out of 10, any type of combat is going to increase that bar. And it's so, so annoying, man. And even when you go like, all right, let me, if I can either pay the, the, the bounty off or I could go kill the person to decrease my bounty, right? I could go kill like someone on the map mm-hmm. to decrease the bounty. When you go to kill the person to decrease the bounty, they have guards around them. So yeah. if you kill the person who put the bounty on you first, you then can either run away or kill the people around him, kill his guards. But killing his guards will increase your bounty again. So yeah. it's like, all right, either I kill them first and then kill him, or it's just a hot mess. I hated that system so, so much. It would just yeah. contributed to me not liking the game that much. Yeah, and that, I, I I, don't want to say that's one of the reasons I, I stopped playing it before, because the only reason I, I stopped playing it was that my PC couldn't run it. But... Like it's it's so close to to me being like I I genuinely don't want to play this game if every f- five minutes through no fault of my own just through playing the game you're gonna be like yeah we're gonna show we're gonna send this person at you to make it incredibly difficult for you to progress to the story. Yeah, it's annoying. I will say honestly, if you feel like you need to, or if you feel like it, this will just help the game for you. Just drop the level scaling down to the easiest. Yeah. That way, when you that way it lets you, it'll have you be four levels higher than any four levels higher than enemies. So, like whatever your highest level is, like say you're in an area that's level seven, right? On the map. When you go to that area, that area is level seven minimum, 10 max, right? Mm -hmm. If you go to that area level 14, the enemies will be level 10 at the lowest you know they won't be yeah. the same level as you They're like this just put the level of scaling at the easiest that'll yeah. make the game so much easier for you it'll be less frustrating for sure i guarantee yeah. you that because that's what i did and i was like i don't care i just want to get through this yeah that's honestly that's kind of the mentality i'm taking with it is like like it's an assassin's creed game i don't like i've played every single one of these since two i don't need to you know, like learn the combat or get super in depth with the abilities and stuff. I'm like, I'm just playing it for the story. So, like, honestly, I might just turn the level scaling down to easy and just be like, screw it. I don't care. Do that. Just do that. It'll be a much more enjoyable experience. I'll tell you that much right now. Yeah. Uh, one oh, cool. thing, I'll, I'll wait again before we move on just one final time. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, you got any more thoughts on Assassin's Creed before I say what I've been playing this week or not? No, um, just that I'm not hating the game. It's just I'm I'm not I'm not liking it at, at the moment purely because of the mercenary system, purely uh-huh. because like at the at the point I'm at I cannot progress the story. So I'm I'm I, I'm I'm gonna have to turn the turn the level scaling down. Yeah, turn the level scaling down. Do some side quests, and then yeah. you should be fine. And it's also again just be aware of where mercenaries are. Yeah, that way if you see them like nearby, you just be like, all right kind of got to watch out for them and stuff like that um but okay curious to see what you think of as you keep on going uh so this week i played two games i finished the main story motorcycles annoying um (laughs) finished the main story from marvel's avengers this week as everyone said that is a great story it is a really great story i (laughs) love the story um and like kamala khan is such a gem she's such a joy and i loved her with a passion She's an amazing character. They did such a great job with her. She is literally the heart of the story. Her passion and just pure enthusiasm and everything and heart, it's infectious. Um, 
And surprisingly, Bruce Banner is also like a major, major character in the story. Like him and Kamala, their relationship is intertwined, is interconnected. They are both like kind of the heart of this story in a sense, the core of it. And I really enjoy their dynamic and relationship. And the moment when you like, the moment when you find when like Captain America comes back, that was a cool moment. I was like, okay. I was like, this was, that was cool. I wasn't expecting that the way Mm -hmm. it's done and like the story implications of reasons behind it. I was like, ah, okay. That's neat. I like that. Um, but then the the moment when you fight against Modok at the very end and the whole team comes together, it's like, all right, Avengers assemble. Like you start the mission as Captain America when you get to the Modok boss battle. It has you switch between the Avengers. So I think you start as Captain America and then it has you go to Iron Man. No, you start as Iron Man, then it switches you to Cap, then it switches you to Thor, then Black Widow, then Hulk, and then you do Kamala for the final bit of it. It's just like, all right, we are the team. The team is here. We yeah. are... We're going to do it. It is just super cool. It was really awesome. Really enjoyed it. I do not know if I'm going to do the DLC stuff, like the Kate Bishop, the Hawkeye, and the Mm. Black Panther stuff yet. The reason being is because I don't know if those things are level-gated or not. Because many of the missions in the game, well, at least some of the missions in the game, they, they scale to the level of whatever hero you're playing as at the time. I don't know if the Kate Bishop and the Hawkeye and the Black and the Black Panther stuff are the same thing. So I don't know if I could go into them as I am right now, or yeah. if I need to like grind and level up to be able to do them yet. I've been looking around the internet to see if I can. No one has given me a clear answer. So if I can just do them at the current level I'm at, I will. If I'm not and I have to grind, I might just be like, deuces, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Or be like, I'll come back to you at some other time. I also want yeah. to do Destiny. And again, there's other, there's a bunch of other games that's, um, that you know are coming out now and everything. But overall, if Marvel's Avengers, the main story, was really good. It was really great. And if that's all I did, I am not mad at the $25 I spent to play that main story. It was a really great story. So that was that. And then I also play, started this game, The Pathless. That game came out last year, was there at the launch of the PS5. It's also a PS4 game, too. Um, so you play as like this, you play as this, this character. They're not like a hunter, but you play as this character. They go onto this island. This island's been corrupted by like this darkness in a sense, right? I'm calling it darkness. That's not the official word, but I'm calling it darkness, right? And you go onto the island and you have your bow and arrow. That's your weapon. And the hook behind the game is the traversal so like you you press r2 and you shoot your arrows at these talismans and the talismans they give you um boost energy you hold l2 to do your to sprint around the um the map right and that is like that's your form of traversal because your regular walk is super slow so you're constantly just always holding l2 doing your sprint and shooting arrows at talismans to constantly be boosting around and jumping and doing stuff like that to get around fast it's cool it's stylish it's fun um after a bit doing that does get a bit boring i'm just like all right just auto I, i'm it's just autopilot in my head it's like click boom boom yeah. boom 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 it's still silent it's cool though um so you meet you come across this uh you have this little bird that's your ally right you use the birds like glide across the gaps and stuff it's cool and all like that um but there are like three segments on the island three sections and each section you have to basically get enough like gold talismans to clear 
to, to clear darkness from like a tower. And there's X amount of towers in a section. So the first section is like three towers you have to do, right? You do all three of them and then you can fight the boss in that area, right? Mm, yeah. The boss in that area is basically a corrupted spirit. The corrupted spirit is always roaming the area though, right? So it's a, what's a bit annoying with them is that it's always roaming the area and it's easy to see where it is. But if it comes to you, you end up in a mandatory stealth section, right? And I feel like, I think every time you enter a section, you have to do it at least once. Because the first time I entered the first section, uh, like it kind of just came right at me. Couldn't yeah. really avoid it. When I got to the second section, the first time I was in it, it kind of came right at me. It's hard to avoid. But these mandatory stealth sections are not fun. Because you go in it and your bird gets taken away from you. And you have to slowly stealth your way over to it yeah. without being seen. It's it's not it's not hard at all. It's very easy, but it's tedious and boring because you move really slowly to get your yeah. bird. And you get your bird and it's like, yeah, we're good. Let me <laughs> clean you off. Now I can actually keep on exploring the way I want to. It, it's a bit annoying. Yeah. Um, but throughout the island, you find like the gold talismans by just like solving puzzles, like, environmental puzzles and stuff. So you do this like eagle vision type thing. You press triangle and then the island, like all, everything turns blue. It's like a spirit vision kind of sort of. The mm -hmm. island turns blue and then it does like pulses, does sends out pulses every so often. And anything highlighted in red is an area where there's like some of this darkness, chaos stuff. And that's where you can go find another gold talisman piece. So you go to each of them and, you know, you solve the puzzle that's there. The puzzles aren't too difficult, but they're also, they require some thinking and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I think what I have an issue with is it being a bit difficult to find some of the places. Cause like you see it on the, in the world, like obviously you see what the red is, but there's no map. Yeah. So it's like, all right, how do I get there? For some people that might be fun. That might be part of the fun. But for me, I was just like, do I got to go around this way? Do I go around that way? Do which way do I have to go to get to it? It could be a bit confusing. It's not always so clear exactly how to get to the destination you're trying to get to. Um, but the boss fights, I did one boss fight already. And I mean, they're cool. The music's great as well, by the way. The music's great. Um, and the boss fight is, I mean, the boss fight really boils down to you, like, at least for the first one, chasing down the spirit, shooting talismans on it. And then you end up in an arena where you, again, you're doing the same thing. You're just avoiding their attacks now. And they're cool. Like, it's, the game isn't blowing me away by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Um but it's not bad either. It's it's a fun little time. It's a fine. It's a perfectly fine game that I'm enjoying right now. So I I don't think it's long either, honestly, because I'm in the I'm in the second section already, and I think I only play for two, maybe three hours. Okay. So it's not bad. It's not a bad game. Um, I'll probably finish it. That way, I could be like, yeah, I did it. But yeah, that's where I am on it right now. It's fine. Nothing too crazy though. Yeah, uh, interesting. You mentioned the music because I, I was uh, I was going to throw in a little little fun fact for people. Uh, Austin Wintry is the composer for the Pathless. That's what uh, I thought because I was playing it. I was like, I feel like Austin Wintry is the composer for this game, and he does. I love his music in Journey. Journey. Yeah, I was uh, I was away to say who also. Yeah, he also composed uh, Journey, and I think I don't know how if he just did the main score, if he did all the music for Assassin's Creed Syndicate. That's what I was going to say as well. I'm pretty sure he did that game too. So yeah, overall, cool. enjoying it. Right. 
I, I have one more piece of random information for people if they care, but uh, I mentioned to you before the show, I started watching C on Apple TV. And the music for that show is done by Bear McCready. Ah, interesting. I did not know that. <laughs> he yeah, also, I, he's the one who did the music for God of War that we mentioned yep, earlier. Yeah. Look at that. Karen is the fountain of trivia. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so this weekend, I am 100%, 100% playing Life is Strange Two Colors. I already have it on my PS5. Playing that this weekend. And then next week, I'll, so I'll be talking about that next week. And I'll also be talking about Deathloop next weekend as well, because that comes out Tuesday and I got it pre-ordered. So I'll be talking about those two new games next week. It's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a fun one. Okay, so location change if you are a um, video watcher, because my internet has been just, it just kind of like died all of a sudden <laughs> randomly. Don't know why. Happened earlier, but we were able to like really clean that up. It happened just now and my battery was dying anyway. So location change. I moved to a different spot where I can have my laptop plugged in and stuff like that. So sorry if my face looks super white because now the window light is shining directly on me. And this is gonna how this is how it has to be for the last like bit of the show. For the final segment of the episode, we're actually not gonna end it there. Um, as I mentioned earlier in the show, so, well, tomorrow as of recording, yesterday as of publishing, September 12th is the one year anniversary of Karen and I podcasting together. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who don't know or who may not have remembered, we first started the podcast as Games and Gaming Podcast back in September 2020. And back then it was audio only, just an audio version of the podcast. Yep. Um, and you know, again, the show was basically the same as it is now. You know, we talked about the news of the week, talked about what we've been playing. We had a, brought a question of the episode each week and all like that. Um, and we did that. And then near the end of the year, we kind of started well, near the end of 2020. That's when we kind of started talking about, you know, doing video for the podcast at some point in time. And then January, we had thought about um, rebranding the podcast and what we would want to do with that and all, which then led us to March when we, you know, fully did the rebrand games and gaming podcast video on YouTube, doing weekly videos on Fridays as well. And everything and it's where we are today yep. games and gaming walked so play to win could jog let's say that right now <laughs> i don't know if we're at the full run stage yet but we, we're jogging right now we're jogging yeah. um but it's been a year it has been a full year of us podcasting uh so i wanted to you know bring up the question you know just that talk real quick just real funny you know like what are some of our favorite podcast episodes been if we have a specific one if we have any specific moments that are like stand out to us as like some of our favorites mini episodes uh how we've things that we've learned from podcasting you know doing this you know taking turns hosting uh not hosting uh things we've learned things we feel like we've grown throughout this year and things we still we still want to like improve in as well like just not just like in terms of ourselves in the show, but also just with the show itself as well, you know, if there's anything we could think of. And then one final thing that we'll mention when we get there. Um, yeah. But before we, but before like we kind of get into those, Karen, real quick, I just want to kick it to you. Like, do you have anything to say about like, hey, it's been a year, you know? Wow, it's crazy. I mean, I've, I've, de- I've 100% enjoyed doing this. It's, it's been a lot of fun. Yes. Sorry, I got an email and I was like, is it the thing? It's not the thing. Um, <laughs> See if I got an email. That's my thing that I'm super <laughs> excited for. Continue though. I'm listening to you. Um, I I don't know if I have any like overall thoughts about 
what you asked me, which I can't remember now for some reason. But I was like, do you have any like just overall general thoughts? It was like, hey, it's been a year. Yeah, uh, <laughs> well, it, it's definitely been a year. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think I wanted to start this one when we did because. Like it was the middle of lockdown. I was so bored with just sitting talking to myself. We did that <laughs> um, reaction to the Xbox the, game showcase, which yes. was kind of like the, I, I guess you could say like the the birth of our podcast. Because afterwards, I was like, "Hey, I want to start a podcast," and you were like, "Okay, cool." <laughs> like. It's 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 been a fun year. I've I've definitely enjoyed doing this, even though I, I at times have not been the best podcast host or co-host. Oh. Wow, that's that's an interesting thought. Didn't think you would say that at all. <laughs> but no, yeah, it's been it's been a fun ride for sure. Um, it's been enjoyable. It's been fun. You know, I've always wanted to be on a podcast, do a podcast, a gaming podcast. And it's been fun being able to talk weekly about the news of the Mm -hmm. week in the gaming industry Mm -hmm. and what I've been playing and what someone else has been playing and thoughts on different games and things like that, you know, talk about it with someone else um, like this in this capacity. It's really been enjoyable. And, you know, at first like doing audio is one thing, but then, you know, going to video is a whole nother thing. I mean, not like it's a drastically different, you know, or like that much more difficult, but you know, it, it brings another element of things before it was just like, all right, we're talking to each other, hearing each other's voices and all like that. Mm. But now doing video, we see each other. We see each other's reactions to the things that we say and yeah. the so on and so forth. It, it just adds another level and, and it enhances the dynamic in a sense. Um, and I feel like it, it you know, it's, well, I, I think that skips ahead some. So I'll, I'll save that a bit. Well, I'll say it now, but I'll save it more when we get there. But I think it also, uh, doing the video has like really enhanced the dynamic for the two of us uh so yeah it's really fun it's really cool i'm gonna kick it to you though first um do you have a favorite episode that we've done this past year if you can think back to all the ones that we did games and gaming and all the ones we've done now this being number 24 and you know what's funny this is number 24 we did 25 episodes of game and gaming before we did this like we're literally about to be at a full 50 yeah it's wild to think about yeah exactly um uh, are we gonna rebrand again next week after the next one? <laughs> yeah, uh yeah, next week we're uh, we're we're gonna change everything again. We're going back to just audio. Uh it's just <laughs> Tyler. Uh <laughs> and then after that, we're gonna after the next 25, after that, we're gonna rebrand again, except we're going to be in your homes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna show up at your door one day and be like, hi, yeah, we're here to record. Uh, <laughs> in in terms of like favorite episode, I think it kind of boils down to to two for me okay and it's uh it's the two where we've done crossovers with other with other podcasts just because okay. like not because i think that like we're lacking some of the people the other people can bring in it's just i i enjoy having like other voices like exactly like more open conversations with more with more people and right. also that i i think it just it, it makes it more i don't want to say more interesting but definitely adds an, another level to it but uh-huh. and in terms of like, I'm, I'm having, I think I just say those because I'm having such trouble thinking of specific episodes off the top of my head. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I would, I would probably say that the episodes where we've worked with like games and, uh, I was going to say games and gaming, but that's us. 
uh, <laughs> game, Gameaholic and um, I'm blanking on Good titles. Game We Lost. Good Game We Lost. Yes. No, yeah, I would say um, I don't know if I have a specific one, but the episode that we did with um, Tyler, the uh, yeah. the cyberpunk one, because that one that one is definitely one of my favorites. Because oh, yeah. that one that was the first episode we did where we were talking about just one game, mm-hmm. arguably the biggest game of the year, yeah. arguably biggest game of the generation. Yeah, um, and just an episode solely talking about that, talking about our thoughts on the story and the gameplay and the world and everything like that. Just talk about different aspects of the game and our thoughts on it. And you were the only one who had beaten the game at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like maybe 15 or so hours into it. Tyler was less into it, like less time into it. Um, but we all had different thoughts and we we brought like different views on the game to it and everything. Yeah. It was such a fun episode to do. And I think it was also a favorite of mine because I, I hosted that episode. So like I had like kind of brainstormed how we were going to do it, the structure of it. And I I think back to the episode, I think to myself like, man, I feel like I did a good job hosting that episode. Because again, it's a, it was a big episode again, because it was solely about cyberpunk, but it was also our first guest episode as yeah. well. So I feel like it was like, there was a lot of pressure on that episode in mm-hmm. my eyes it was like I, we want this one to be a, like a really good episode and i feel like i did like a really good job hosting that one and just having it having it flow and just having it structured really well and everything i think that was a good one it was a cool one um the the our game of the year episode was also a fun one yeah because like we was it game of the year or game of the did we do game of the year and like game of the generation or were those two separate episodes I think those were two separate episodes. Okay. I think they might have they might have been. Um yeah, regardless, right. both of those, both of those were also fun ones that I enjoyed doing. Cause again, just hearing like thoughts on different games that we've done and everything. Um video wise, because I'm I'm trying to think of ones that we've done since we've done, you know, play to win and everything like that. Yeah. Um the E3 predictions episode was a fun one. Like you mentioned, mm-hmm. that was a really good one. Cause again, we brought in, we had Game of Holics in, we had two new voices now to like talk about E3 and get excited and hyped for that with and all. Um, but I, you know, I, I think one of my favorite episodes that we've done since play to win started um, is actually not even an upbeat one. It's actually the, the blizzard one, the Activision blizzard one. That, yeah. If if not the first one, the second one, because but or both of them actually, because both those episodes, like the first time something super serious and like industry wide important like happened, uh, you know, for us to talk about, and we were both just like the the, the discussion was like deep and thoughtful and mm-hmm. reflective, and I don't want to say insightful, but like really serious and. We were just, it, we just took, it just, it was just a really deep, serious conversation and a necessary conversation. And I think there were a lot of important points were brought up and all like that. Um, of course, obviously we're not women. We don't work in the company. We don't have a super industry insight. So we're speaking from a totally different perspective and lack of knowledge that many others or perspective that many others have and all like that. Um but I thought that those conversations and episodes were really good and really um, and not fun, 
you know, but just yeah. good episodes. Yeah, so uh, so I was looking at um, all the previous episodes we've done as play away just on YouTube to see if there was one that stood out to me, but all of them, I, I've I've enjoyed them all. <laughs> now, do you have a favorite moment from any episode? Uh, any episode well, from the past year? hundred uh, percent. That time you swore, hundred <laughs> percent. What was it? What were we even talking about? I forgot. Oh, we were talking about um, Tomb Raider. We talked about Tomb Raider yeah. exclusivity. Um. Because we were talking about Bethesda, I think, at the time. We were talking about Bethesda in some way, shape, or form. And, yeah, <laughs> I because we ended up talking about Tomb Raider's exclusivity uh, back when uh, Rise of Tomb Raider was exclusive. I'm pretty sure that's how, how that ended up yeah. happening. Yeah, that was an accident. <laughs> and you said you said you were gonna like put the little bleep over it, and you never did. So it stayed in there. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. man. <laughs> Yeah, because like I was editing it and I'm like, because I, I originally I put the bleep in, I put the bleep over it and then watched it back and I was like, you know, I I, I kinda I kinda just want to leave it in. I, I think it I think it's funnier if I just leave it in. <laughs> yeah, like that was because like I don't often go back and watch the episodes just because I don't have time to go yeah. back and watch them all. And also I'm kind of not a fan of listening to my own voice. Um but this is the one because I was like, I knew I had like I knew I had accidentally slipped up. I was like, I wonder <laughs> if he left it in. He said he was gonna take it out, but I wonder if he left it in. And I was like, let's just skimmed through. I found the point and it was still there. I was just like, oh no, he <laughs> left it in. I was like, did you forget? You're like, oh no, I thought it was funny. I was just like, oh man. <laughs> That was that was a funny moment though. Yeah. That that was a funny moment. Again, it's sometimes it just it just slips out. I'm very yeah. good about censoring yeah. myself, but it just slips out sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm Scottish. Uh, um, swear words are like every second word for me. So I'm like <laughs> I've gotten very good at not swearing unless I intend to. Yeah, I for me, if I'm not in a if I'm in if I'm not at a place where I need to censor myself, it just, it'll just kind of fly on out. Yeah. So it's just like, again, I know how to censor myself. I have a younger brother. I've censored myself a lot. Like <laughs> most, a lot of my life It's very easy to do it. Um, but sometimes it just kind of slips on out. You got any other favorite moments or is that the one? Um, I mean, I mean, that's, that's top hundred percent, but <laughs> I, I don't think I have like another favorite. I have a favorite video that I've made, which is my, Oh, sure. Like, go ahead. Uh, my, my game pass video. Just, just yeah. because I, I that was most fun to put together because I, I, like I sat down and I'm like looked at every game that was in Game Pass at the time. I'm like, okay, which of these do I think are my like my my top ten? Because I I had originally listed out a top ten, but then yeah. when I was thinking about it, I was like, you know, for like I kind of want to talk a little bit about each of them, but I want the video to be under ten minutes so that it's not like too long for people to watch. So I cut it yeah. down to top five. So, but like my. I, I enjoy going through and like picking, you know, which games would be in my top five and then uh-huh. just putting that together, recording the voiceover for it. That was definitely the most fun. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. I thought it was what it says. No, that wasn't. <laughs> that was fine. Um, I think my favorite moment on any episode. Um, I, so recently, one of my favorite moments, again, you all, this is a real recent one when I was explaining the abandoned thing to to you, Karen, and just died laughing trying to explain <laughs> it to you because it's just so absurd. Like, that was... I think back on that sometimes. I'm just like, that was really funny. It's like it's breaking down. I was like almost crying tears because that was just hilarious telling you about all that. Um, 
But another moment that's actually one of my favorites is I enjoyed this a whole lot when I was putting the preview together for it back then. Uh, again, the cyberpunk episode, we were, um, uh, if you remember, the, this this was the preview. I made this the preview for that episode. Uh, we were talking about, I think, the world in the game or something. Mm. And Tyler had said that he was like, I just think it's really weird. I'm paraphrasing. He was like, I think it's really weird how, like, you how the police are in this game like they have mm-hmm. you working with the police and it's just like what what no that that's like that's not cyberpunk it's the least cyberpunk thing ever like <laughs> what <laughs> it's like yeah. the way he said it it was just so funny he, like, he, he was like he was like there are missions you work with the police like wait like what what like what what is this what are we doing here <laughs> the way he said it is hilarious so like that at that moment i was like this gotta be in the preview this just has to be the preview mm-hmm. clip for 100%. that episode um so that's another fun that's one another one of my favorite moments um but since you said a favorite thing video you made i think one of my favorite videos it's tough each of my you know each of my reviews that i've done is sorry if you all hear motorcycles super loud again i'm right next to my window now um so they're louder um but each of the reviews i've done they have been so much fun to do um and i'll i'll get back to that in a moment but they were um, they were very fun to do, and I'm torn between what my favorite. One of those three is my favorite, and I think it might be the Persona Five Strikers review. Mm. That might be my favorite because again, that game I was looking forward to so much, and I knew exactly how I wanted that review to go. Like I knew how it was going to open, how it was going to end, how certain sections were going to start, and like I just had it in my head like in the weeks before I even made the review, the video. So when I did it, it was so fun to put together, just getting the clips in there and getting the music in there and everything, just putting it all together. It was so much fun to make. And it's a review. Like after I made that review, I've watched it back on my own laptop, like five, six, seven times. It was like, yo, like I don't go on YouTube to watch it because I don't want to like artificially add views to the video. So yeah. I, I still have it on my laptop. So I just go on my laptop, like quick time, watch i'll just sit there and watch it's like <laughs> run certain parts back i'm like oh that was so good that was so good i think it was my favorite video i made the ratchet review was good the ratchet review i like um because there was a part in there i don't know if you watched it karen there's a part in the ratchet review where i do i'm transitioning into like the gameplay section that where i talk about gameplay now and um the music starts up and it's like ratchet he's uh he's shooting like some of the green enemies and all and the rivets on a rail. She's like, there's a rift. And she tethers to the rift and goes through it. When I did that, the next clip, I didn't know what the next clip was going to be. But I was like, wait a second. What if I take two clips of rift tethering and merge them together to make it have a seamless mm-hmm. rift transition? So I didn't want to have it be two rivet ones because then I didn't want to make it seem like, oh, you can literally switch from planet to planet like that with one character. Yeah. So I was like, let me, I was like, I need a good clip that comes after it as well that just works super well. So then I saw the ratchet clip and I was like, all right, let me get these two together. So I was like, literally frame by frame, I was like, tapping the, the key. I was like, tap one, <laughs> yeah. two, three, four, five, seven, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I was like, all right, 12 here. So let me go 12 on the ratchet one. And then 13 is where the ratchet was going to start. Like I, getting it so perfect. The that mm-hmm. nice transition was seamless so that it looked like you just switched from rivet to um, ratchet. And then like he lands and then bam, 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 bam. It just worked 
so perfectly. That's my favorite moment of any review I've done. I think it just worked so well. Yeah, I I I have watched that one. I remember I remember that part. It was very well done. It it's just it's seamless between the two. Yeah, it took a bit to get. Like that wasn't the final version of it. There was like another one where like it was a bit earlier and a bit later for certain things and all. And I had teased it on Twitter. I was like. When I finished, I was like, yo, I just did like the best. I just did something that video editing I've never done before. And it was so cool. And I I love it so much. Y'all gonna love it when you see it. So yeah, I think that's favorite like video and stuff and stuff, everything. Uh what were we gonna say? Uh no, I, I I have a I have a different it's not from an episode, but I have a favorite mo or like I guess you say favorite moment, but it's more like a favorite thing that I did was when we got to cover E3 as as media which oh yes there you uh, go yeah you did the dreamscaper preview yeah I, I i got to sit down with one of the devs of dreamscaper and interview him and it was it, it was a lot of fun i have played the game since and it is very 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 good i am I, I'm, I'm also just i'm i'm proud of how i put that video together because i feel yes. like it does, it does a good job of explaining what the game is like my i unfortunately didn't get to play it when i when i was doing the preview for it but afterwards um i i feel like it does a good job of explaining like i say what the game is and how it's played kind of so yeah. um I, I i really really enjoyed doing that that was that was a really good experience to have that was awesome i forgot about that one congrats to you on that again as well like um, thank you you can't see me clapping but i'm clapping my hand under my <laughs> mic and all like that good for you on that um all right how do you think why would you say like you learned or grown over this year you know of doing this and like anything you still want to improve and all like where what would you say you've learned and grown in and stuff like that uh definitely definitely got better at video editing um, <laughs> uh i i i still want to i still want to get better at that because I've, i you uh, mean i video I editing in terms of like the podcast or just like other videos both um okay because like before like if if you go over like my i guess you could say personal channel is badly net and there is there's four videos on there uh, which if people want to go and watch them they can they're terrible but you can if you want to um so like i had edited videos in the past just not to the not to the extent where like i'm transitioning like putting in like proper transitions between scenes and putting like you know having like an actual like uh like gameplay scene i guess you could say when we have like the two boxes here and the gameplays here yeah um so like i i I still don't feel like I'm up to a point where I'm like happy with how the episodes look. If, if that makes sense, like I want to get better at editing. I want to add in more things. I want to make it look a little bit more professional when it comes to like my video editing ability, but yeah. I've, I've definitely learned a lot about, <laughs> about video editing. Um, I feel like I've also learned to express my opinions more because it's not something I usually do in. Yeah in like everyday life like i'm i'm kind of like your typical yes man where i don't want to upset anyone i don't want to like you know say the wrong thing and uh-huh. and kind of come across as an ass but uh, <laughs> i i think i've 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 definitely learned to to be like no screw it like this is my opinion if like if, if i want to say it, i'm gonna say it and if it like if it offends anyone like it's not my intention to but it's not my not my concern either if that makes sense yeah you're 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 not trying to hurt anyone's feelings. You're just trying exactly. to say what you think. Yeah. Right. Okay. I get what you mean. Yeah. At the same time, um, you're also like not spewing out offensive opinions. Yeah, That's exactly. 
yeah, it's like um, like my my intention behind anything I say is never to offend anyone or cause anyone discomfort. I guess you could say, but like, you know, if 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 it's something I genuinely believe, then I'm not going to try and hide that either. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And like, of course, like if if Karen ever said something that I was just like, wait, hold on now, guys, hold on. Oh now. yeah. Pause on it. Pause on it a minute. Be like, mm-hmm. hold on a moment now. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's rethink that. Let's run that back. Um, but no, yeah, I I agree with you basically on most of what you said. Like, you know, I uh I feel like I've learned in terms of you know, I guess you could say how to like you know be on a podcast, how to host a yeah. podcast, and I feel like I've definitely grown in that regards. I would say we both have actually, mm-hmm. just like grown in terms of hosting the episodes, trying to keep them moving together at a nice flow, at a nice pace, um, having the discussions be, you know, interesting and bringing up good conversations and talking points, I mean, questions and talking points um, during each of the discussions and all like that. Of course, we could always get better at it and everything like that yeah. sometimes. Sometimes I feel like both of our flows like might not be the best on any given episode. Yeah, uh, exactly. We don't have it down to a science. We're not professionals. We're not, yeah. you know, anything like that. But we try to do the best that we can with them. And I feel like we've definitely gotten better over time. I mean, before we even started Games of Gaming, we did, we were like, all right, we're going to do three weeks of just <laughs> practice runs. And we each took turns hosting and everything. And it was like, I feel like we, I feel like if we went back and listened to those, it'd be like, whew. The difference like we've we've definitely yeah. grown and gotten better and stuff uh you know like i've tried to you know be more be more fun be more lighthearted yeah. and everything have things have like a more of an upbeat tempo and everything to them and lighthearted feel and stuff uh but of course like, when it's time to get serious for a topic like i keep it keep it serious yeah. keep it straight and everything i make sure that we're both on the same page in terms of like hey this is this is the topic this is the tone that we need to have with this topic and keep it there and all like that um in terms of video stuff uh you know there were a couple of weeks there where i had to edit the podcast myself and mm-hmm. that was a that was interesting granted wasn't it wasn't too difficult um what was what I, I think the most difficult thing that I actually didn't even bother doing, I tried and I was like, it's not happening. I, I'm not about, not about to sit here trying to figure this out. I'm here forever. Was getting the the boxes to have the curve on them. Because mm-hmm. Karen had showed me, he told me like what he did. And I kind of saw like we had mirrored my screen so I could kind of show him what my thing looks like because he uses Adobe. I use Final Cut. And he was like, oh, yeah, it should be like that. And I was like, oh, okay, I see. And I was trying to do it. And I swear to God, Karen, it was not happening. <laughs> like, like the, it was not, it was, wasn't happening. I was like, I, right, you know what is what it is. It's just going to be the normal box. I'm going to try and fit it in there as best I can make it look as yeah. good as I could is what it is. You know, Karen can do the little curves on the, on our boxes. He can get that done. I, I, I need to figure that out at some other time, but um, still seeing how he puts, how like he does the, um, gets everything in the boxes and everything and all. It's like, okay, I see that's how you did that. Cool. Yeah. So now I know how to do it myself and all. Um, and like his process, he has like a few extra steps that he does when he does, when he edits the podcast that I don't do. But even still, like just doing what I did, learning how I did that and all was fun. And, um, you know, making the video reviews. That was my first time ever making video reviews. The Returnal one was the very first. So doing that, Again, like I've said before, I think I said it on here, but if not, I said it on Twitter. Easy Allies, they're my inspiration for um, video reviews. I see theirs as like the gold standard I always have. Mm-hmm. 
So my videos, the way I edit the video reviews and the previews are like heavily inspired by them. So like the way it's structured and how I do it all, that's why it kind of came out the way it did. I was like trying to do, do it like theirs, but also still be me at the same time. And like, I feel like those came across really well. And just again, putting together a video review is very different from just like writing a regular review like just making sure you have the right gameplay clips, making sure your gameplay looks good. It's whole process, but that was fun to do. Um, there's probably some other things I just can't think of right now, but yeah, that those, I feel like I've grown there. And of course I want to improve, you know, improve on my hosting, improve on um, getting my thoughts out in a clear, cohesive manner. Cause I feel like that's one thing that I try to do, but I don't always do the best because when you're on a podcast, you know, you only have, you don't want to take up so much time just talking. You being the one yeah. person talking everything. You want to make sure that you say what you have to say in a clear, as concise, in as clear and concise a manner as possible, while also you know getting across your point. Yeah. At the same time, and properly explaining things and all. And sometimes for games where there's so much to explain, it's a lot. You want to get through everything you want to say and stuff. Um, so like. If I'm writing something out, I could write it out nice and clearly, but doing on a podcast, talking and like, you're like, all right, all right I want to say this, 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 this. And my mind is racing in five different places. So it's, it's tough. It's tough. But I'm, you know, it's something I feel like I've gotten better at slowly, but I still want to get better with it. Yeah. Um, one, one thing that I, I definitely need to improve on, I swear to God, there will be a review I post <laughs> at, at some point. Like, I don't actually know if anyone knows this, but like my Resident Evil Village review has been sat in our Google Drive since I finished it. Like, I don't even know how many months ago, probably like May. But yeah. like, <laughs> I I didn't record gameplay for it when I originally played through it because I was an idiot and forgot to. And then <laughs> yes. I recorded number one right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then so I played through it again purely to get gameplay for the review. And then I, I I genuinely don't know what happened, but like I just like didn't touch the review for like a few weeks, and then lost the footage for my like for wow. my second playthrough because I was going through and like clearing out old um like old podcast stuff, and I accidentally deleted it because I'm an idiot. So like, <laughs> and I just I I can't bring myself to play through that game a third time just to get no yeah no 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 that that's so, like. So like I I swear to God there will be a review from me at some point I promise I'm that's not I'm not leaving that entirely to Tyler I just need <laughs> to find a game that I I want to do a review for um, I I imagine you there are two coming up that you will want to do one for and I can I don't know if you would do it for both but one of them I almost certain you will do it for which ones Halo and Forza. I, I I was thinking both of those. I, I I don't know yet. We'll we'll see. I I highly imagine you will do one for both of them. Well, want to do one for both of them. We'll probably do it for one of them. Yeah. And if you have to do it for one, I imagine that would be Halo. Most likely. But yes. So, yeah. There. There. I promise there will be a review for me at some point. It's it's happening. It, it'll happen. It'll happen. If uh, not, then you know, just be like, Karen, <laughs> I am assigning you this game to do a review on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, uh, what, once we talk about our next thing, people will actually be able to look at my village review. Perhaps they will. Um, 
you want me to intro this or you want to intro it up to you no you go all right so um so as this, it's been a year of us podcasting and stuff we've been doing play to win from march to now it's been six months oh my mm-hmm. gosh yes yeah, six months yeah so that being said um you know when we started play to win we already had we had a couple different ideas aside from obviously YouTube. YouTube was the big thing. That was yeah. the big main thing. So we were like, all right, we're going to do video. We'll have the channel. We'll see for videos over there. We also had another idea as well that we set the baseline for. We got like, we got the thing, but we never actually started it. We like kind of started to put it together, but never, we kind of got, got, got like put on the back burner mm-hmm. in the sense. Yeah. Um, but thinking about it more and more recently and we do want to we never wanted to not do it we always wanted to just never mm-hmm. got around to doing it but we're gonna do it we're gonna get it all set up we're gonna do a play to win site it's gonna be a wordpress site you know nothing it's not gonna be a, like a super amazing crazy site it's gonna be it's gonna be a wordpress site expectations set there <laughs> yeah um but we're gonna have a play, play to win site and here, uh, I forgot what the URL is because again, we said we got this URL back in March. Um, it's been a while, I forgot what it is. But, um, Karen, you got it? Uh, I'm getting just can uh, keep okay, and I'll, I'll okay. So, over here on the play to win site, what we're going to do is all our written previews and reviews, the written versions will be there as well. So our videos, the video reviews will be there at the top of the vid- of the written review. The preview, the video will be at the top of the um, written preview as well. The podcast episodes will also share them over there as well uh, with the written out timestamp description of it, all that stuff. Our Friday videos will be put over there as well with you know description of what it is, so on and so forth. And in addition to that, we are also going to be doing um, like every now and then, if one of us feels like we have something that we want to write about, so like basically like blog type, like post, if there's something that we feel that we want to write about, we'll write about that over there on the play to win site as well. Um, we're not going to say we, we haven't really thought of like how frequently these blog type posts would no. go up or anything like that. Um, but if we do like decide on having it being like, oh, a set schedule for like when a blog post would go up, we would announce that. But as of right now, we don't have, we're not saying it'll be every Wednesday, there'll be a blog post from one of us on the site or anything like that. We're not saying that right now. Um, but it, though, that is something that we'll also do over there in addition to putting the podcast episodes there, the videos, the Friday videos over there, any reviews or previews over there as well. We're going to have a site that has all that stuff housed together. So, yeah, that is the plan. Yeah. Um, just before I say the URL, site's not live yet. We haven't done anything with it, so don't try and go there because you're not going to find anything. But Yeah, it, <laughs> it's uh, going to take a bit of time for that to be together. Yeah. Uh, playtowingames.wordpress.com. There you go. Playtowingames.wordpress.com. We couldn't get play to win because... We couldn't get play to win.wordpress because someone already has that. We couldn't get play to win game.wordpress because someone already has that too. Yep. So we had to put an S at the end of games. It's very similar to our Twitter and Instagram tags already. Just put an S at the end of it. Yep. Um, once it is officially ready and live, we will announce that on Twitter, on Instagram, on the podcast. And we'll be, you know, 
promoting that at the beginning of the show and mm-hmm. and alongside the Twitter and Instagram and YouTube like we always do. So yes, very exciting thing. Yeah. I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, that way, you know, if you are, if you're not able to watch the reviews, you can go ahead and read them on the site instead of yep. watching it. Um, and, you know, we can also just share our written thoughts on things that are, you know, not necessarily a review or preview, but something to happen in the industry. You know, if we want to say, hey, I think Halo Infinite is going to be crazy good. Or if we want to say, hey, I think Halo Infinite is going to be a hot pile of garbage. Yeah. We can write a whole blog post about that <laughs> if, we, if we so choose. Um, you know, what, whatever comes into our minds, you know, whatever the thought may be about anything happening in the gaming industry. Or if we just want to write, you know, a little something about a game that we're playing or, yeah. you know, if Karen wants to rant about the mercenary system, he exactly. can do that. You know, it'll, it'll be fun. So that's, that's happening. And I'm excited about it. Karen is yeah. excited about it too. Do you have any other thoughts on it? Uh, anything you want to say about it before we uh, round out this look back on the past year of podcasting that has taken way longer than I thought it would. But it was <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I don't think so. Just that I'm I'm excited to make the website. Like I say, I, I started making it ages ago, but it kind of went in the back burner because I realized I'm not good at making WordPress sites and then other things came up. So, and of course, if you need help with that, please let me know. I'll yes. be happy to help you with that. Uh, I, I will definitely do that because I can't do it to save my life. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm... Uh, I'm, I'm excited. I, I have a couple ideas as to what we can do with it. Cool. Yeah. Well, of course, you know, him and I will talk more about yeah. ideas and things we'll do with it and stuff. But um, yes, that is happening. That is happening. It's been a, an, it's been a fun year of podcasting, going from games to gaming to play to win. It's been an enlightening one, a productive one. Uh, at times, it's been, let's say, dour, because the topics we have to talk about. <laughs> but all in all, it's still been, it's been great. It's been fun. Yep. And, you know, I'm happy to do this with you. Happy you brought the, uh, yeah. you proposed the option to me. You offered me, hey, you want to do this with me? I was like, let's do it. So, um, yeah, it's been, wow. This will be 50, no, 20, it'll be 49 technically. 49 episodes of yeah. podcasts that you and I have done with, um, with, with each other. And mm-hmm. 24 with play to win i'm sure i'm we'll do another one of these when play to win hits a year i know we're oh, going yeah. to yeah 100%. um but um yeah it's been fun it's been fun man and with all that being said this will round out episode 24 of the play to win podcast thank you all very much for watching and listening to this episode went on a bit longer than expected I actually don't know how much longer than expected, to be honest, Um, because that last conversation went on a bit longer than anticipated. (laughs) The Sony stuff took quite some time as well. So sorry if it's lengthy, but I hope you enjoyed the show. (laughs) It was, I think this was a good show. Oh, yeah. Some fun conversations and all. Um, You can find us over on Twitter and Instagram at Play to Win Game. Follow us over there again for updates on the show. Uh, you know, where we post the previews of the episodes as soon as the as soon as I make them, as soon as I'm able to get the preview together and everything, which is typically not too long after the episode actually goes live. Um, and then, you know, also other updates on the shows and stuff like that. You can find it over there. Uh, also, follow us on, well, not follow us, subscribe to us on podcast listening services. Leave us likes, share the shows, comments, whatever it is that you can do on podcast services. Do that thing, please, and thank you. We appreciate it very much. 
subscribe to us over on YouTube. Um, play to win, of course. Tur- um, turn on the notification bell. Like, comment, share. You know, be the first one to watch these videos. Share them with everybody all around the world. People that you think would love the show. People that you think would like it. So on and so forth. Anything and everything is greatly appreciated. And once again, I want to say thank you to everybody who subscribed in the past week. <laughs> um, <laughs> was unexpected, to say the least. Yeah. But we definitely, you know, we greatly appreciate it. We hope you stick around. We hope you enjoy all the um, content that we put out here, uh, all the content coming forward. And if you haven't watched anything that, we are, that we've already put out, please go back and watch it. Go check it out. It's some cool stuff back there. Um, with all that being said, Karen, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BadlyNet, B-A-D-L-Y-N-E-T, all one word. Fantastic. You, you want to say anything else about your Twitter or not? Nah? I post random stuff on there. Anything from politics to stuff I think about when I'm wondering about the house. You know what you don't post over there? Uh, you don't post about Micro Center anymore. I just realized I, that. I, 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 not, you yeah. stopped your crusade like somewhere around mm-hmm. day 100. <laughs> I think it got to like 123 or something like that. I forgot. I yeah, I didn't realize what number it was just because like the way my Twitter is, like I don't see I don't see the posted in recent yeah. order. It just shows me like stuff around. So some of them I definitely wasn't seeing. So I didn't remember where you stopped. But see, that's why Microsoft's not gonna end up over there. You don't have the commitment. <laughs> they said he's not committed yeah. to the cause, but you can't <laughs> go. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I just realized I was like, huh, he hasn't done that in a while. That's why <laughs> I don't even remember when the last time it was. Do you remember when it was? I do not. And I really can't be bothered going through my tour. It's going to look back at it and be like, oh, yeah, give me like lot. 10 minutes. Hang on. <laughs> oh boy. Well, yes. Go follow Kieran over there at badly net for fun little things that he posts over there. You can follow me on Twitter at Tyler Miller, two, four, nine, six. I post about games and stuff, movies, anime. I like and retweet a lot of things. So that's what a lot of my feed really is things i'd like to retweet that i think are funny or cool um but you could also chat with me over there as well so feel free to hit me up or kieran if he's open with that too you know like if he's up for the conversation with peoples with all of that being said and without any further ado we will bid you all farewell thank you all very much for watching and listening hope you all enjoyed and we will talk with you all next week have a great one see you all there